Oh my, welcome back everybody, welcome back to Phil's Recap and Review. Westworld Season 2 Episode 4 Riddle of the Sphinx The recap breakdown and review And if this is your first time joining us Please jump with all of our friends in the live motherfucking chat And share your thoughts of this episode of Westworld We also have a voicemail and text line tonight Unfortunately the call-in line's not working That's why it took me a little later to get out here this evening But we do have a voicemail and text line at 781-990-8509 If you want to get your thoughts in on this episode and if you're watching this later or listening to the podcast later, please leave your comments or send them to me at igetissuesman at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at igetissuesman. Okay, enough of that happy horseshit. You know, guys, it was just a really disappointing episode of Westworld. There were no answers. Ultimately, nothing really happened. It was just kind of slow. And what the hell? Oh, my goodness. That was such a great Holy crap! Now that's what I'm talking about. These first three weeks of the season were good, but this is a fucking amazing episode. And what's crazy about this episode is this was by far and away my favorite episode of the season. And I'm not saying I, I did not like the other three episodes, but it's almost like that thing when you do something and it's kind of fun for a while and you're like, this is pretty fun. I have this old guitar. I have this old piece of musical instrument that's pretty cool while I'm playing it. But then I get a brand new piece of equipment and then you're like, holy fuck, this is what it should be like. And I'm not saying those first three episodes are bad. I think they were needed to get us to this point. I enjoyed all three episodes. And some people might enjoy some aspects of those better than this episode. But I unabashed... No close. This episode was maybe one of my favorite of Westworld in general. It, what I liked about this episode, just right off the bat, kind of like bold, slappy, you know, pulling something out my pants and slapping it across the Westworld face right here. My main things that I absolutely loved about this episode was obviously it answered a couple of questions. It took some mysteries, so to speak, from last week and just said, okay, here are those answers. And then it introduced other questions in the episode and then answered those questions by the end of the episode. Yes, it still kept some things some things out there in the open for you to speculate about and added new mysteries and new issues along the way. But what I love about this season in general and this episode in, in a huge metric ton of awesome shit being slapped across my face and it's wet and it's beautiful and I love it every bit of it I love it this was this was a great episode of Westworld this is what this show it, it we got Elsie's back we figure we find out what the hell or at least somewhat what the hell happened with Stubbs we get answers to a certain extent for the Ghost Nation but further that storyline we get this whole side thing with Mr. Delos and legitimately finally see like a transitional period between the man in black and William we have confirmation of what someone suggested on this stream when the callers were one of the texters last week and then some other people made videos and and lots of stuff has been talked about it. The immortality thing. Just lots of crap happening in this episode. It was confirmed that that uh, Grace is the man in black's daughter. All of that's just compacted into this 70-minute episode that was so freaking great and didn't have didn't have Maeve or Dolores in it. And it and I'm alright with that. It's 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 this was this is why I tune in every Sunday and come out here in the babble about this about this series because of episodes like this that's just fun. This was fun too, and kind of mentally weird in the sense of that if I was eating eating magic mushrooms, it would be even better. 
some certain sections. I might want to go back and watch this and sync this up to Pink Floyd at times or just get a montage of all the Bernard's stuff. We even got more further storyline down Bernard's storyline and actually got some answers there too. I can't wait to get into this episode and pack this and unpack this scene from scene and get to share what you guys think. So let me get into the live motherfucking chat right now and see what these guys say. Phil, uh, good day. Yeah, and the Celtics one, I'm not going to talk about that quite yet, Felicia. I want to wait till after game three before I start dancing around. But as people know, that's my, uh, that, they're my, that's my binky team, so go go Celtics. Mel, great to see Mel on the live motherfucking chat. And Mel, I relate to your situation. I'm hopefully going to be drunk soon. Uh, my body was not ready for that. Oh, let's, let's, let's do it! In honor of uh, the, the wonderful Tony and Corey. Game of Thrones dancer, yes, yes, Elsie. Elsie really grew on me in the character. I lo- This was my favorite time seeing her in this episode. I think they understood what was cool about her. The fact that... She added a little bit of comedy, a little of little bit of reflection into the scene of of the voice of the voice of the people. It's Elsie. I'm speaking for the voice of the people. You know. Plus, it just gave me amazing, raising hope memories, and I love right now that two shows that were airing at nine o'clock at the same time. You have two raising hope actors in the two prime spots. Holy crap. I did shave, but not intentionally again. Inten- again, I was cleaning up my beard this morning, and I shaved too far, had a malfunction. Some shit started leaking out of my head. I slipped and cut my ear. It's a whole big mess. So I had to reset again. Must reset. Must reset again, says Nicholas Bryant. Or I, you didn't say the reset part. You said the shave part. Competition. Give that man. Yeah, I need some fluids. This this episode does deserve a drum solo for that. Holy shit. This was Lisa Joy's uh, directorial debut, and I think she did a, a really incredible job, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit once we get into the episode, but... But broad strokes for her directorial debut... Debut? For her directorial debut. <laughs> it was really awesome, and I like how she shot it, and I felt like this episode was shot a little bit differently than some other Westworld. It was very bright, very distinct... And I appreciate that. Felicia says, best episode, no question. Did the beginning remind anyone of the lost episode when Desmond's in the hatch? I was going to say that later, especially when he starts dancing later on in the episode. That definitely reminds me of that. Agreed, Phil. Amazing episode. Yes, go Raiders. Go Chucky. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, my ear. It was, it was, it was awful. Yes, happy Mother's Day to all. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. It makes me want to sing. What the, that's what this episode makes me do. Makes me want to dance around and sing and play a silly dilly, dilly drum solo. Huh, okay. Now I got to catch my breath and break down this episode and talk about what the hell we saw, explain, get into all of this, shove it inside me and make it breathe. Let's get into this. And let's start off the bat here with saying the unfortunate, or not the unfortunate, but the next two weeks, I unfortunately will not be on right after the episode airs. I'm not exactly sure what's going to be happening because I'm going to be on a road trip driving for two weeks. Well, just for two weeks. We're not going to any destinations. We're just driving for two weeks. We're going to see. We're going to try to set a record and just keep driving continuously for two weeks with a dog in the car and see what happens to all the duty. But I won't be here live after the episode airs for the next two episodes. 
I will try to do it depending on when I watch the episodes and maybe even come on for 10, 15 minutes on my phone and go, whoa, that was awesome, or whoa, that sucked, ah, and talk a little bit about that. But I'll do a catch-up podcast about these two episodes when I'm a little bit more grounded either in a location or when I get back home from the desk. So the next two weeks will be on a little bit of a hiatus, not from streaming, and I probably will be mentioning the episodes in the streams, but for formal broadcast uh, podcast silliness that we usually do, we'll be back in episode seven. For the last three, for seven, eight, nine, and ten. Anyways, so let's continue. Hey, great to see everyone. Now we have Bernard Stoneheart too. Everyone's a Stoneheart and a secret host. Hendrix, yes, drum solo. We needed the drum solo. I'm sorry if it was really, really loud or not loud enough. I don't know. And yes, Iron Throne. That is what is happening with there. I had to do the conga solo. It was that kind of episode. Okay, this is what I wanted to say right off the bat about Lisa Joy's directorial style. I like how, and I don't know if it's her working with the director of photography or something, whatever happened that was slightly different, I found, especially in the in the Delos scenes, someone mentioned Lost, but there was that, there was a very cool way it was all being framed that I felt was a little different than what they'd done in Westworld before, just from a framing standpoint. And I could be talking out my ass, pulling it out, oh, well, this is my ass, I'll wash this. Just put this over here. <laughs> but I liked how it was a little bit more closer up at times. It was very bright, very clear, uh, a little a little less in the shadows at times, even though we did have sections of the episodes that went into that kind of thing. But I really liked the colors used in this episode, and it definitely had a signature look to it. Diff not That wasn't exactly like any other episode of Westworld, and I think that's cool. And I think that all of these episodes this season are feeling, to me anyways, slightly different in, in just a slightly different feel while all having a central focus. But depending on who our central characters are, the moments in the episode have very different tones to them. And I don't know that er if everyone is... Uh, is noticing that exactly, but it's really cool. that. And in this episode, it was very much about that repetition, the cycle over and over again of what's going on. And the mysteries are being a little bit more given to us in some ways, as I said, before the end of the episode. So we're getting answers to all the fun questions. So it just, I don't know, It's it, we're getting a different kind of show, but still giving me that awesome Westworldian feels. So how far did zombie, zombie Clementine drag Bernard over that hill? I think we need to take a look at his robot ass to see, to see how much of his shiny metal ass is scratched up. Hey, it's all scratched up, Zuzu. It's all scratched up. I have, a du I have double hots for zombie Clementine. Oh, my darling. Oh, my darling. Oh, my darling. Clementine. If you take a pit stop in Baltimore, D.C., hit me up. Filzy, I'm not sure if we're going to be up in that area, but we do head down towards DC because Stephanie went to uh, college down there at America. American. Elsie is back. So, okay, let's not waste any more happy horse shit time. I've wasted enough time babbling and flipping through my my stuff. Oh, ooh, oh, I'm sorry. I think, I think I've done it. By George, I think I've done it. Not that anyone wants to, but if anyone wants to, I believe we're going to have the... We're going to have the... Uh, 
Oh no! Shut up! Shut up! Things as I pause. What? 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 I'm, what am I pausing for? That was the that was the slowest moment in the world. It's like, what are you doing? You're pausing. I think the phone lines will be open in a second if anyone wanted to call in. Let me let me see if I can figure that crap out. Uh, Mel says, "I love the balance of giving us answers and perpetuating the mystery." And I think they're striking for me. Anyways, that balance better this season than they did last season, especially with episodes like this, because I feel like they're actually giving us more and not just dragging it out for an end reveal in the final episode that ends or the second to last episode, which ends up being predictable throughout these kind of shows. So to have a show that's a little bit better at uncovering things within their own universes of the episodes themselves, it still gives you things to talk about from week to week and gives the gives the the people that want to make the theories or think about stuff like that do the theory crafting while still actually give answers and not have to worry about these things for season or episode after episode. They're actually telling us that she's the man in black's daughter. Bam. No, not having to wait. <laughs> Realistically, Bernard's arm should have popped out of the socket. Kayridge says Ford or Ford's commands are directing this dungeon master style. I agree. And I like how, again, in this episode, Ford is back. Ford, Anthony Hopkins may not be in every episode this season, but Ford sure the fuck is. Game of Thrones dancer says, I like zombie Clementine. She's cool. Yes, his butt, his butt was all scratched up. All, all scratched up, Zuzu Petals. Zuzu Petals. Zuzu Petals. And I love, Finesse says, I really like the double Bernard visual memory flashbacks. And I love how that was done that was done so well that's what i was mentioning the the part that i would have wanted to be on mushrooms or a little drunk or i would have wanted to start drinking before the episode but i never take notes if i drink during the episode so but what i like about that is we see all those weird flashes but at that moment where we flash to bernard's memory and he sees the eyeballs he sees the milk he sees a flash of blood and then by the end of the episode they don't drag that shit on. What was that mystery? What was Bernard's flashes? We now know what Bernard's flashes were. We pretty much saw each one of them later in the episode. It's all explained in the episode. And I like that. I like how it does that. Mm -mm -mm. Who is the actual mastermind behind everything? Ford or William? I think I would say Ford. If there is a mastermind behind everything at this point, it's Ford. I think William had his own plans that reached a difficult end, and I think right now he's always wanting in Westworld. I, I whistled through my teeth. I wish I could do that effectively when I wanted to. I, I used to have this uh, this old coach that could do that. He just grit his teeth like this, and he'd whistle so loud, so fucking loud. <clears throat> Grace ending up back with the men in black won't end well for her. I don't see anybody ending well that's connected to the Man in Black. And I think that's some of the stuff that we get dealt with 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 Billiam. I was going to call him Billiam. With Billiam in this episode. That he he feels like anything he touches or anyone he touches turns to dust. So he doesn't care. He just wants to burn it all. He's having a very... He, he's, he's almost gone full uh, Cersei Lannister. Who do you think the other body was for? Very interesting question, and I'm not sure. That's one of those mysteries that, that heads off. And I saw what you said earlier in the stream, Alex, that uh, I, I'm hoping your show gets picked up by another, uh, by another network. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, and now I'll definitely binge watch it at some point. So interesting, both Hale and William had secret labs. There's so many secret labs. That's the lost element. Oh, wait, what's down here? Oh, you mean if I knock on the wheel three times and, and spit it and stick my penis in the back? 
It opens a secret passage in, in the back wall of my studio that leads me to the gold nest. That bear looks good. I have to pop me up one. You should. Right now, if people are curious what I'm drinking, as some people are, I'm drinking the Tank 7. Farmhouse, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. It's good. I'm sippy sip sip. The men in black is at war with Delos. William. Yep. And they answered part one of Stubbs' escape. We need part two. I'm glad that they brought it back, though. And I and I think the fact that we saw part one leads us to believe we'll get part two. And I got to say, as much as he's not been my favorite character, I really like Stubbs in this episode. I like when it's all going down and he's getting yelled at and Grace is translating and Stubbs is just kind of laughing at the whole situation. He's like, you fucking... He's just smiling and giggling about it. Like, he's almost enjoying it in a weird warp sense, like like William would, or as it seems, Grace might as well. I drink and I create hosts. That's what I do. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You, what, what do you... No, stop it. Stop. Stop this shit. Stop this shit. Stop this shit. So, everyone, again, thank you so much for tuning in. Sorry for some technical difficulties at the beginning and not the fun kind of technical difficulties. We'll get to that in a second. Milt says the Hollywood trope would be that the man in black will regain compassion while traveling with Grace and then she dies and revert back. That would be the Hol the trope, but I sense I sense Westworld likes to break tropes, likes to be aware of them, and then actively break them. Uh, holy shit. Holy shit, Alex says, I thought it was time to stop harassing you. No, 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 no. no even more of an excuse to watch it. Holy shit, analysis of Thrones, $50 super chat donation in, in honor of Samurai Homies next week. A little sandwich might help Phil get across the country on his road trip. Phil tells Joey needs to fulfill his vice president duties and step in next week. Samurai love too. The analysis, trust me, if, if you guys love Westworld, you do not want Joe uh, coming out here and reviewing that next week. <laughs> that's not what you want. That's that's not you. I'll ask him. He has next week off. I'll sure ask him if you if him and Katie will do that. I'll, I'll see what he says. And I'll give you a several spins of the wheel for analysis of Thrones for thank you so goddamn much for your super chat donations. You got bite of a sandwich. So I need to take a bite of a sandwich for good old analysis of Thrones. So here we go. Let me put this on. Oh, wait, well, well, what's that? Oh, no, no, no. Wrong, wrong button. Wrong button. What, what is that? The wrong show. What are we talking about here? This is supposed to be a Westworld podcast, Phil. Let me spin that motherfucker again. Analysis gets another spin of the wheel. And I do have to take a bite of a sandwich in a second here. So we'll technical difficulties this up in a moment. Okay, so wh where is this shit? Where is? Let me let me push this over here. Yeah, oh, there we go. Okay, wait. I am unfortunately not doing next week's show because I will be on the road. Uh, I will come back and talk about. I'll talk about that again towards the end of the episode. But as I mentioned earlier, I will be on a road trip for the next two weeks. I will be back. I will try to do next week's episode if I have a chance to ride. But I think I'm going to be somewhere in between Virginia Beach and Orlando, Florida, at. At the time the episode airs next week, so it I, maybe I can figure out something to do, and then on and then, whatever. I don't, I'm not going to get into babbling about my trip not, right now because people I don't want to hear about that. Talk about the fucking episode, Phil. Okay, we we'll talk about the fucking episode, but I will be back as soon as I can. But what I'm not going to be back from is this. Play it, Sam. Recap.
Okay, it's time for the recap. Ooh, thank you for that bite of the sandwich analysis. Woo-wee. And it also, oh, holy fuck. Okay, Asmuth says, so William and Hale both had a secret lab in the park. Did Ford find out and have Bernard steal the CPU from him? I think that might have happened. I think that's what that flashback when Bernard steals the, the red snitch there and grabs it in his hand. And hey, hey, Smoke and Hot, it's great to see you. It's great to see everyone in the super chat. Everyone in the super chat. Everyone in the live motherfucker chat. Sorry, I'm distracted by the size of uh, Analysis's uh, super chat donation there. It, it distracted me. <laughs> Suddenly, my eyeball just goes, ding, ding. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. So let's start out this episode recap with no cold open tonight. We get the theme first, and this was Lisa Joy's directorial debut. We open up with nice music and a spinning maze of a record with the Rolling Stones. And at first I thought we were in the past because they were playing the music to symbolize that we were in the past. I guess we were. We were in a, we were in a different time. And we get the Rolling Stones, don't play with me because you might get because you might get burned. And then we see this like posh place. It seems 70-ish style. We see a fish a blue book a bed a nice place we see uh an exercise bike and then we see some dude fill a glass of water still no faces it's shot really well uh the music fits extremely extremely perfectly to the scene and then we see mr delos light a butt and he shuts off the cool looking record player then we get some very unique music with him uh pissing eating uh we get a kind of cool montage here reminded me of better call saw with him Pissing, eating, eye drops, jerking off. Pissing, eating, eye drops, jerking off. It reminds me of my mornings. Pissing, eating, da-da, jerking off. Pissing, eating, da-da, jerking off. When I am in the morning, I'm pissing, eating, jerking off. When I'm in the morning, talking about it. Pissing, eating, talking about it, turning off. <laughs> so, it's, and it's some cool music. We see him getting a cup of coffee, lots of fun stuff. And uh, you guys are, stop it. Stop it, machine. Amen. Thank you, Mel. Remember, guys, size matters most of the time. Oh, fuck. You guys are amazing in the live chat. Thank you. So we, so uh, then he has a visitor, and uh, <laughs> did anyone else have the scene when Mr. Delos is talking to the, the, the communicator on the wall that talks between rooms? I just got a Spaceballs flash, which... Do you want Snotty to be, to be my guest in? Snotty beamed me last night. It was marvelous. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it was anybody else, but in in every time we saw that little com, that little communicator thing pop up, I thought Spaceballs. And uh, the only reason I was saying it was uh, the Rolling Stones Hendrix is because my little my little uh, I was watching with subtitles on, and it said uh, it said Rolling Stones. So, okay, so we get some more unique music there and all the cups spilling. He says, uh, he says it's about time, and it's William. And let's listen to a little bit of William. Where the hell have you been? It's good to see you again, Jim. Thank fuck for that. Most important thing these cretins will give me is grapefruit juice. <laughs> And I love through all of this the expression on William's face and the way this is played throughout the whole episode as he, you could see at the beginning he has hope and as he's playing it through and through, that hope zipping away from him. Or is he just trying to use him this whole time? 
or just kind of keeps spinning the wheels or he's thinking about this for himself and he's using Mr. Delos as a guinea pig until the point where he gets where he doesn't want to live forever. For whatever his motivations are in this situation, it's still very interesting to watch William go through all of this and see it all from his perspective from th- throughout the episode. This week cold open. Okay, uh, was a was a Rolling Stones music video. <laughs> For me, a little fucking late, you mean? And this is the first time we see this scene. I believe we see it three times in different ways. Each way it's shot. This is where I don't want to bullshit and talk. Oh, get the wait, get away from me, drum. I don't want to bullshit and talk and shit on other shows that try to mess with timelines and mess with stuff. But this is how you do it right. We saw all three scenes. They cut it in a way that made it interesting and slightly different in each each version of it. And it was enough of the same that we got all the points. They didn't need to repeat it and just see it from the alternate perspective or anything like that. They, so I love every time we saw this scene. This first one was a little bit more confusing. Or, excuse me. But you still could kind of almost right from the beginning tell where this was all going. Besides, if you aim to cheat the devil, you want an offering. Game of Thrones dancer says, these Delos scenes so surprised me because I thought they had perfected the technology. So as a viewer, I was surprised they had not. And I think that's cool. And that also makes season one better with why they necessarily have to keep Ford alive and keep playing Ford's game and allow him to set all of his pieces in place to, to do whatever he's doing now. Because they couldn't get that thing that they're looking for. That way to make it from surviving a host for 35 days to to maybe get that extra something special that they have in Abernathy that they need to get. (laughs) The the, the leg bone connects to the head bone. Wait, the leg bone connects to the head bone. The foot bone connects to the ass bone. Whatever. (laughs) They they need to find the information from what they've stolen from Ford, what they've spied on in the park for many, many years to try to perfect this technology as again, someone suggested, I, I want to I want to give a credit to someone in our chat because it was the first time I heard it there. And then there's a couple of really awesome videos and articles about it as well later about the immorta- immortality thing. And that could be in order to bring back their uh, their Elron Hubbard here. <laughs> Mr. Delos. Well, it's weird. It feels like they tried to do an exact brain scan copy and couldn't do it, but it was the center of the maze type thing. The positronic net, Captain. My positronic net is a hard thing to replicate. That's why Dr. Sung's... (laughs) Before I do 20 minutes on data... (laughs) I get an A in asshole every night, Felicia. (laughs) Okay, so a hot, hot tamale. So he's got a few questions. Carlsbad, California, in some office park I'm probably overpaying for, along with the rest of this fucking endeavor. And how long have you been here? Far too fucking long already. I've got a business to run. What is the purpose of these questions? Like I said, they're just... So in this first scene, they make it a little bit more vague what the hell's going on. You don't know if maybe William has him trapped here and he's trying to cure him or he's a doc, you know, a doctor is just helping him with his sickness and trying to get him through it. We, you just don't know. I think it, there are some hints and you can kind of almost try to put things together through, through supposition and just whatever or hunches even. 
of what's going on before the later reveal. But I think it's interesting in this moment that it it plays that it gives you asks those questions. What the hell is William here doing? And what and knowing he ends up being the man in black, it it fuels that that this could be a really fucked up person that could be doing some fucked up things. And ultimately he does. The conclusion of all that where he's like, no, nah, just make make the thing suffer in there. And he just lets him sit there for who knows how long that last ho- that last version of Delos sat there and went crazy. Whew. Okay, so William hands him some note and then it goes to black. And it was interesting also in this episode how we almost had commercial break cuts. It was a it's I guess a directorial choice and that scenes had distinct breaks. Sometimes Westworld scenes each one flow very naturally into the next scene this episode another kind of slight change to the in her directorial style and that i liked was we play out a scene then the scene would stop fade to black and then another scene would fade in i'm not saying they've never done that before but it felt very distinct in this episode a couple of times especially at the end of william scenes to lead in between the william and the bernard sections they weren't there wasn't any oozy Way of the fist action going on there. It was uh, it was very much a way of the intercepting fist. Anyways, Rise, good to see Rise in the live chat. Yeah, I do, I do, I do. Oh, I gotta give you another spin analysis for that amazing super chat donation. You are the best, buddy. You are the best. What do we got? Oh, Phil, drink. Phil, drink. Mm-mm-mm. I will drink even more. So we cut over to the man in black in Lawrence who's bitching about uh, riding into the op- outpost. There's some train tracks being laid down there and men in black watches the tracks of the bodies are being strapped down. And, uh, and there's a fun little piece of business with one of it with him and one of the guys. But the man in black talks a little bit about his plan on number five. Black's supposed to head north, not west. Seems like Ford's game has multiple contenders. Detours through Las Mudas. What, that two bit town? Have a better place. Don't cut the crap, boys. I know you have family there. Looks like Ford's arranging a reunion. So then we cut out to our next scene, which is Clementine dragging Bernard and laying him next to a gun where she unties him. He calls her name and asks her where they are, and they're by a cave. He looks in, he picks up a gun, he locks and loads, (laughs) and he heads on in. He calls out hello as we see ketchup packets, and I don't know why. I think probably I was not the only person that in this moment, right when we saw the ketchup packets, I I turned to Stephanie and I said, Elsie? And we see, fuck yeah. It's fucking Elsie. Me, stay the hell away from me. No, I don't want to stay away from you. I'm staying. You can't do anything about it. So he lets her go, and she takes the gun and starts to run away. Don't move. I'm not gonna hurt you. It's too late for that asshole. You choked me out. You left me here. And at this point, Bernard is not doing well. It wasn't me. It was Ford. He forced me. Oh, he forced you? You knew too much. He couldn't risk you stopping him. Stopping him from what? 
Ford wrote a g g game, and we're all in it. Now the hosts are free, with no constraints, N no safeguards. What are you talking about? Please, please. What the hell is wrong with you? Elsie getting our fuck quotient in on this episode a lot which is always good good by me of course elsie's back and she's stay the fuck away from me she shoots herself free or he's he shoots her free takes the gun away from him, pulls it on bernard bernard calls calls him out for what he did he says sorry bernard's not doing well as he calls for help he says the tablet get the tablet as a cognitive lock and she looks down and she's got really nice hair I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be one of these guys because it doesn't, because it really doesn't matter. But I got to, I got to applaud Elsie, and I want to get, I want to dig deep here on this uh, Westworld breakdown, and all the answers are going to be explained here. The answers of uh, the ketchup packet rationing, and also using some of the oil from the ketchup to oil the hair to keep her hair looking so smooth and beautiful. Like, like if she'd been laying on a rock, living in a cave, strapped down. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Miss Elsie isn't, isn't going to, her hair is going to look so perfect. So I think the answer to this Westworld mystery, the biggest one of all, it's explained here that Elsie is using some of the oil from the ketchup packets to, uh, to rub into her hair to get that shine because hair looks beautiful. She's using good conditioner. Yeah, she's using good conditioner down there. And I know that's so ridiculously nitpicky, but I noticed it. I mean, it, it's in not in a bad way, like, oh, my God, this looks horrible. More in, wow, she, she's glowing. Her hair looks great. I can't believe I noticed shit like that, but I did. And it was important. I underlined it in my notes. Her hair looks really, really nice. Love Elsie with the hair down. Looks, Yeah, I, and her hair grew a lot, too. Tom, it's so reassuring that I ain't the only one uh, perfect on Elsie. Yeah, it doesn't look like she's been in the cave for a week. No, it doesn't. It looks like uh, her hair has grown, grown longer than a week, but it's the future. Hair might grow faster in the future. We don't, we don't know this. We don't know the rules of this particular universe. Yeah, not a split end in sight. And yes, I am going to stop and pause and talk about this for five minutes because it's important. I want to know what that girl's doing. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, her hair. Let's just stop and pause. I wish I had a picture right now. I, I stop and pause it just for just for real here. It looked really awesome. Okay. <laughs> so, and how'd she go potty? There's nothing smelling, especially with that ketchup packets. Is she going in the ketchup packets? <clears throat> I, I just feel like if Joe's not here, I have to be the voice of Joe sometimes. We got like... <laughs> Joe, Joe just pops in right here. He's like, Phil, actually, her hair was too pretty. Where is she pooping? I didn't see any water down there. Just ketchup packets. What's she drinking? Just put me to sleep, Phil. Okay, Joe. I'm sorry. Okay. So we see Elsie, and then she looks at how, she looks how bad he's doing. He's doing really fucking bad. And You rotated out. Where did you go when he rotated out? Maybe Bernard's been stopping by and brushing her hair. <laughs> Sweet Elsie. <laughs> Knocking her out every time. Giving her drugs, like putting some bucks. Shooting her with drugs and then combing her hair every night as she sleeps. 
I'm gonna love you and hug you and call you Elsie. You're so pretty. El oh, Elsie. Elsie, you're so pretty. Let me play with your hair. <laughs> yeah, the host version of Joe pops in there every once in a while. Dude, it fucking sucked and it stunk and it sucked and it stunk, dude. It sucked. That's true. It did. I, I, no, no denying that, Joe. Oh, she said she left it in the bucket. I think I missed that, Finesse. Thank you. Oh, yeah, she did when she was screaming that she had a poo and pee in a bucket they let, that Bernard left her a bucket. So she did, she did mention that. Okay, the bathroom. So the, I don't, I don't want to know, again, how her hair looks so nice. <laughs> what does rotate it up, please? Uh, bucket. There, she left it in the bucket. It said put the lotion on its skin, says Corey Mitchell. <laughs> Put the lotion in the fucking scanner against the hose again. Oh, goodness. Okay, so she looks at him. He's just doing horrible. You have a family. Oh, I you have an ex-wife. I am shutting down. No, you don't. You have a... And then she starts figuring out. She's like, oh, okay. Backstory. It's all just backstory. Shh, shh, and uh, then we cut to the flashes. We see. Now, I wrote, I'm at... We cut to blood. Then we see eyeballs. Then we see cupcakes. I know they're not cupcakes. They look like fucking cupcakes. They're little brain things. But then we see cupcakes. Then we see brains. <laughs> then we see Bernard's face. Then we see milk. And then we see Bernard waking up. God, I love this fucking show. That's what I wrote. <laughs> I, I wish I could show you guys the screen right now. Then we got the eyeballs, cupcake, brains, Bernard's face, milk too. <laughs> milk too for the cupcake brains. And then Bernard's waking up. God, I love this fucking show. So, so yes, that's in fact what we saw. It, it was awesome. Remember, Elsie stole a kiss from Clementine. Zombie Clementine revenge. So Clementine could be going there and combing her hair. I hope we get back to that later. I know as trivial as it may seem, I hope we get a flashback of Clementine coming in and tending to Elsie and Elsie feeling all awkward about it. <laughs> like she's awake. Clementine thinks she's asleep and Elsie's ju you just see Elsie's face like what the fuck is going on as uh, Clementine combs, combs her hair. That's how I'm that's how I'm going to imagine everything went. Can we just call her Bizarro Clementine? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's just call her Bizarro. <laughs> oh my darling, oh my darling, oh my Bizarro Clementine. <laughs> Okay, so then we cl cut to, yeah, eyeballs, cupcakes, brain farts, and uh, Bernard's face in milk. Milky face. And then we, we she has the gun on him, and uh, she wants to know answers. Tell me what you know, Jack Bauer. Tell me what you know. No. You have extensive cortical damage. If I didn't know any better, I'd say you shot yourself. <laughs> I altered your code to ignore the physical damage for now, but... You're not going to last long without cortical fluid. With any luck, you'll survive till they call in the cavalry. Elsie, wait. Elsie, tell me. No, Elsie, tell me. I need to talk to you. Wait. No one's coming for any of us. Delos doesn't want them to. What? Why? There's something here. Broke. My my price is half that. <laughs> they've been working on a long time. 
Locals won't call on the rescue until they've ensured it's safe. Elsie, please. I won't last without cortical fluid. Even if I wanted to. We don't have any tools. We're in Sector 22. I mean, there's nothing out here for miles. That's what you think. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 and Bernard starts seeing things that oh I'm, I'm just <laughs> wrong one. <laughs> starts seeing things that aren't even there. And uh, it's great to see everyone in the live chat tonight. Thank you everyone that's popping on in and saying hello to talk about this episode tonight. Honestly, as I said earlier, my favorite episode of the season and definitely in the upper half of my favorite episodes of Westworld. Lots of information, lots of fun, lots of answers, lots of amazing things again like like blood eyeballs, cupcake brains, Bernard's face, milk, and Bernard waking up. <laughs> you do need the coupon. It's $50 with a coupon. You can find it on Groupon. Do whatever you want with Phil the Issues Guy. You can, uh, you, it's 50, it's, uh, it's connected to my PayPal and, you know, we, we, we'll figure it out. That's, that's, that's the number. I only have so many times a day. I'm getting old. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I will, I will be your host. Uh, so, so okay. So he, she also says, well, just, I'll just hold out until someone comes to save us. And Bernard says, no one's coming to save us. Uh, Delos wants something and they won't let people come in to stop this crap because Ford set this all up for this huge death game that's going on. And Delos won't shut the switch off until they get the information that they need because they can't afford to wipe all the hosts of information that they've been collecting for years and years and years. Oh, and yeah, I don't know why I was so loud there. Years and years and years. God damn it. <laughs> years and years and years. <laughs> so he looks and then we see some weird mind space alter faces crap shit where we see Bernard walking towards another Bernard in a cave through up three quarters down down a yellow brick road and through the forest to grandmother's house he went. It's all this all this amazing imagery type stuff that I wish I was on mushrooms again. And Elsie's like, what the fuck is going There's on? A facility here. Ooh, the cupcake brains. I think Ford had I need a cupcake brain. For a reason. I want some cupcake brains. It tastes the same for a cupcake brain in my vein. Bigger, bigger thing. Fuck that dude Bane. He's all the same when you're sticking a cupcake brain. It's hidden. Okay. So, whoa. Shut that shit off. Shut that shit off. Shut that shit off. <laughs> so then we she has the gun on him and asks how he knows everything Dallas wants something then he looks we see another Bernard walking towards us in the cave he snaps back in Elsie's like what the fuck Bernard says Ford had Clementine bring him here for a reason there is a lab here he looks for a way in he sees a projection memory he sees himself uncovering a keypad to unlock the lab which is really cool coolly it's really cool the way they do it and it reminded me a little bit of Back to the Future 2 and Marty's like watching himself. And I know it's a different thing, but Bernard's kind of watching himself in memories. And they and I also explain what's going on with him a little bit later when Elsie says, yeah, your brain doesn't have uh, organization. 
of the memories. So it's all over the place. So you're seeing your memories at all different times. You can't associate when it's happening. And he's even saying to her at some point, is this now? Am I, are we here now? I don't see anything. I know you can't understand me, Elsie. She's like, what? Shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? This is going to be a great season. I was worried, but this episode proves shit is balls to the wall up dead relative episode. Not that I tried it. Exa oh, I'm dropping bars. Is that porn music? Oh, yeah, it is. It's it's not quite as porny. It's not quite as porny. It's not quite as porny as this. This is all about the porn. <laughs> it's a little bit more porny. So... He looks for a way, but he sees his projected memories. He sees himself uncovering the keypad, and he finds his way in. Finds his way in. Finds his way in! Play the damn qu quote, yeah. How does that go, Bernard? I don't know, but we're going to find out! Listen, I'm the hero Westworld needs. <laughs> Long pauses. Long pauses. Okay, so we stay with them, which I also really like. And and I see why this episode was so focused on Bernard and then the Man in Black. Because there was so much to do with each one of their stories. And they wanted to give us so much. This, again, was the episode where you're sitting on Westworld Santa's lap. You're saying, uh, hey, Weird Al Santa of Westworld, will you give me stuff in this episode? Yes, Phil. I'm going to give you lots of things. Oh, you know what I'd really like? I'd really like an answer to the man in black's daughter. I'll give you that. I'd really like to know what's going on with Bernard. I'm going to give you that too. I, I really want to see, follow Elsie. We haven't seen her in a while. It'd be good to actually spend some time with her and not just see her in one scene and then disappear from her till the end. We'll have a whole connected section of an episode with Elsie. She'll be one of the main stars of the episode. Yes, motherfucker. You know what would be really good? I know you don't want to do that, but you're going to, you, it'd be good to know what happened with Ghost Nation and Stubbs. You're gonna, you're gonna see that too. Thank you, Weird Al, Westworld God, God of Thunder Poop, Strawberry Shortcake. <laughs> but it, it was basically I was getting everything I wanted. Sorry, I talked to toys. I'm tired of all these Bernards whispering on them. I'm tired of all these motherfucking Bernards whispering on this motherfucking plane. I had to turn on the closed captions in this part because of Bernard's mumbling. I've learned in most shows now, any good television show, there's someone mumbling on it. <laughs> Maybe there shouldn't be, but there is. Uh, if you ever see, Can this is a weird transition. If you ever see Cannibal the Musical, listen to the DVD commentary. And Trey Parker makes fun of himself acting in that movie. He goes, all you're doing is mumbling. It's because we like read the good acting books. And they said, all good actors have to mumble. <laughs> <laughs> or something, though. But uh, sometimes there is some mumbling going on and low talking, and I'm glad for subtitles in a lot of shows. I just always watch with subtitles on because I'm afraid I'm going to, oh, like what I was basically reading what Mel said as my own voice. So I caught in a loop where Bizarro Clementine and Elsie are coming, are combing each other naked in the cave. <laughs> K. Rich, I'm sorry for putting you in that loop. I'm going to do something that's probably not going to help. Now, uh, now, let's see. Just just close your eyes and listen to this music, K-Rich. Now, don't imagine... Don't imagine... Bizarro Clementine and Elsie... K 
combing each other's hair, eating kept ketchup packets, talking about Three's Company. Did you like the first Mr. Roper or the second Mr. Roper? They both were good Mr. Ropers. Okay. So, uh, I always watch, yeah, I always watch it with uh, subtitles on. I always watch most of my shows with subtitles on, especially as I get older and deafer. And because sometimes I'm looking down to take notes and it's hard to concentrate, sometimes I look up and then I'm like using this thing to record stuff. So sometimes I'll just look at the words and not necessarily always be able to look at what's going on on the screen, depending on how many sandwiches I had that day, ver you know, how, how good my hand-eye coordination is for that particular moment. <laughs> so we stay we stay with them which i went on this rant because i like that we stay with them as my voice did the peter brady again well it's time to change <laughs> we see the lab it looks like somewhere where some shit happens someone's dead on a wheel there's glass everywhere and we get the answer to this later we get a, we get the flashback to this situation and Bernard recognizes something, another flash, and he sees drones everywhere, and the music kicks in. His eyes go nuts. Excuse me. The actor that plays Bernard has extremely amazing expressive eyes. His, his style of playing the character of Bernard sometimes is very reserved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he emotes crazy with his eyes sometimes and this was an example of that where we just see he his eyes going on some crazy thing and he sees something on the table a drone comes in and attacks uh elsie and bernard's like don't touch it <laughs> leave it alone like a bee you know when like a bee's flying in your face and someone's like yeah it's more scared of you than you are of it and it's like landing on your head and it's gonna sting you and they're like don't attack it or it's gonna sting you <laughs> the drone's coming at elsie and bernard's don't engage it it won't hurt you it's elsie's like fuck this <laughs> i'm shooting this thing and she shoots it, and Bernard says, uh, what are these things doing? They're watching the guests. That's what they're doing. What would they want with the guests? Cortical fluid, okay? His eyes goes nuts, that a testicle joke, cortical fluids. <laughs> I think my eyes are better, Phil. Stop trolling me. We keep slipping on this goddamn cortical fluid. It's all over the place. It's splashed everywhere. Fill me up with my cortical fluid, Corey Mitchell. <laughs> Mel, I'm having the worst time typing on this freaking tablet. I blame the booze. It doesn't matter, Mel. Type it away. Type wrong. I'm just glad to have you in the chat. Drink up, anybody, if you're drinking. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Open another one. Talk about that. Keep talking about this amazing episode of Westworld. And again, if you're watching this later, please share your thoughts in the comment section. Or if you're listening to the podcast, you can comment away on Podbean or send me a message at igotissuesman at gmail.com and let me know. And in a couple of weeks when we're back, I will get to it. Okay, so she asked Bernard, did he have anything to do with this? Did he? No. I don't think so. He's in control of you now. These do, Tom. They're pretty much, I think they do secrete body odors. Secrete. Okay. I'm pretty sure there would be a body odor. So then our next scene, we go over to Grace and Ghost Nation. No, Ghost 
nation. And we see where many folks have been kidnapped by them. They have a, they have a horde of humans. We focus on on Grace and Stubbs, and he finds this funny. And a couple of funny can't lines be here. can't happening because none of this is real, right? It's going to be okay. Someone will rescue us. Seems to me like our rescue is in the same boat we are. Corey Mitchell's right. The uh, the secret is cortical fluid, and he's he needs some more Splenda. I think I think we need some Splenda, Bernard. I'd mix it into your coffee next time. <laughs> okay, so we focus on Grace, and then one of the Ghost Nation people says something to Stubbs that he finds funny, and Grace translates for him. What's it mean? She said time is coming or something is coming. You spent enough time in the park to learn the language? Other people tend to ignore their narratives. I don't like other people very much. I've been watching them since they ambushed me. Keep the humans close, but they're not killing us, just the hosts. Yeah, no offense, but I'm not going to stick around to test that theory. It's safer to wait for the first responders, right? It's, it's a protocol to evacuation. We'll get you out of here. Thanks, but uh, I'm not looking to get out of here. Corey says, pretty sure by this point, Clementine would have herpes on her chest. It's from up this point. Corey says, it's a good thought. I'm thinking it's equal parts splendor and cortical fluid. <laughs> I was reading the wrong Corey, Corey comment. Corey Mitchell in the live chat, everybody. Who is the leader of Ghost Nation? Uh, was she supposed to be familiar or previously named character? I don't. I think it was supposed to be a new character. I kept thinking it was going to be uh, someone we knew, Ian, but ultimately I think it ended up being someone else, just a just a new character, just whoever the leader is, a random that hopefully we'll get to know a little bit later of where they where they fit in. Who who's giving them orders? Who are they serving? If they're if they're serving anybody, I tend to think it has it's connected to Ford. They're some of the people that Ford is protecting for whatever reason, innocence, but I don't know. <laughs> oh, funny stuff going on. Explains why they all go mad that they all have civilists. They didn't get rivers in the wet in the West. Those are for sailors. Those are for fucking Greyjoys. So we focus in on the Grace and Stubbs. Fade right away from Grace to the man in black who is back at Lawrence's home and they're asking where everyone is. They sit at a table outside and order a drink. They talk and it's a fun scene here where the men in black loads up his gun or unloads his gun to kind of relax and he, they give him the good booze. The bartender's hands is shaking and it's a trap. It's an ambush and the and all the confederados that Dolores fucked over that are still left and that Teddy let live is there. The major major somebody major McLeish there. I, I don't know what his name is. And Men in Black asks what happened. The Men in Black seems happy for what Dolores did, as he says, good for her. Then he and Lawrence are captured. Lawrence's kid in the Confederado gives a speech. Major Craddock, is, I believe is his name. Major Craddock. And here have a long journey ahead of us. Take it away, Major Craddock. <laughs> we need food, whiskey, and ammunition. You people have some village elder who can speak for you, make some kind of a deal? Uh, that's interesting. Uh, I want to jump on what something Finesse said as well. She said the guy that released them was the dude with Angela when they met Logan. And 
one thing I didn't mention earlier that we did get was closure with Logan as well. We know that we're probably not going to see future Logan anytime soon. Or not probably. We're definitely not going to see future Logan anytime soon because he's dead as well. And I think we have learned, we have been we have been uncovering some really important things here today, so I really do thank all of you guys in chat. We've been learning that Splenda and cortical fluid is what Bernard needs for survival. I think there's many ways he could survive, but I think we need to somehow send this message into Westworld. Silly Teddy, if he killed them, he would have spared... Oh, if he killed them, he would have spared everyone all the trouble. <laughs> yeah, this whole part of this episode. Then maybe he would have been able to be in this episode. See, he's fucking himself out of being in the episode. Asmuth says, I think Ford set up multiple, faction, multiple factions to fight each other. I think Ghost Nation is just led by a guy we saw at the end of those scenes. That's what I tend to think as well, Asmuth. I think I'm pretty in line with your perspective there. Tom says, Logan must be the most relatable character to me, hands down. <laughs> me too, in a weird way, Tom. <laughs> We're the same kind of asshole. Yeah, Logan OD'd, Mel. If Phil keeps thanking us again, I'm going to start uh, making that a drinking game. <laughs> Thank you, broke. <laughs> thank you very much broke thank you logan did od someone pointed out that uh as long as you're drinking if, if it means every time it, don't make me aware of the drinking game I'll, I'll i'll feed into it and get you guys drop dead drunk if you want to play a drinking game with stuff that i say every time i thank you I'll literally say thank you every other word of this podcast. Thank you. So he shoots one guy, thank you. And then his deal is thank you. And then Lawrence, the minute, thank you. And then and then some Splenda went, thank you. So the man in black asks what happened. The man in black does seem happy for Dolores. I like that. And then he... Then he and Lawrence are captured. Lawrence's kid, the Confederado, gives a speech. He shoots one guy who comes up to make a deal. He says, there's no deals. And he's pissed and taking out what Dolores did on everybody else. I ain't interested in making fucking deals. Mel uses splendid cortical fluid as lube. Is that weird? I feel like I might be weird. I don't think you're weird because I think, I think lube, lube is one of those things that uh, whatever works – I love the line in Weeds where it's, you, you go with many things for lube, uh, butter, uh, butter, sweat, spit, blah, 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 blah. But you know what the best lube is? Lube. <laughs> so get yourself some lube, Shade. <laughs> and then I, uh, Michael McKeon re recently said, why isn't there a lube called Backstage Pass? It's <laughs> a good question. Uh, lots of people died in James Dellis' family. Did the Men in Black kill them all? I tend to think he didn't necessarily kill them all, but his influence over all of their lives caused all their death in a sense. It caused all of them to realize that life wasn't worth living. I don't think he actively kills people in real life. At least I don't think he's that far in it. I think it's more of everyone dies around him. So he's led himself to believe, especially in that last conversation that we're eventually going to get to in the episode that, he sees himself as an angel of death in some ways. That anyone that's connected to him, anyone that he cares about, anyone that he's touched to, is doomed to a to live a nightmare or die. And force that all on him so he's living the nightmare with all of that shit on him. It's all on him. It's sticky. <laughs> and, it and 
I can relate. And if you have that stuff on sticky, you're like, get that shit off me. I don't want to feel that way. That doesn't make sense. But it sticks on you. And then if it keeps happening in repetition over and over again, you get pushed down in that hole. And then you have that kind of power, the power he has, that he just wants to blow it all up. He's done. He is done. <laughs> he don't care. Now, Phil, Mama Delos died from a stroke that's natural. That's what they that's what they want you to think broke. You didn't see you didn't see uh Mama Delos on the grassy knoll. There was a second shooter that injected her with a uh with a new kind of toxin called I was trying to think of one of the Game of Thrones uh poisons there. Called Blue Choker or whatever it's called. <laughs> Wife and kids and Logan's, yeah. Uh, Corey Mitchell says, there's something about being around you that kind of makes me want to die. William, you're kind of depressing. <laughs> I used to drink every time Phil said ultimately. Well, ultimately, Tom, that gave you alcohol poisoning. So you need to stop doing that. Ultimately. Ultimately. <laughs> I love you guys so much. Okay, William was in inserted inside the Delos family and that killed them all. Yeah, it was like a drug or an infection that spread throughout the Delos family and caused their death i agree that's a good way of thinking about it his his energy destroyed destroyed them i mean mr dallas would have died anyway and who knows what would have happened with the other kids with logan running the company they probably wouldn't have tapped into westworld in that sense or put as much money and interest into that and had full control of the company eventually and in the toilet logan would have been in charge and probably a similar kind of leader as his father one day it's hard to tell not today. Yeah, what is the men in black? Men in black, what do we say to the god of death? Not today, oh, motherfucker. So, him and Lawrence are captured. Lawrence's kids, the Confederado, gives a speech. He shoots one guy who comes up, make a deal. Lawrence and the men in black talk, and they mention the men in black's daughter, and the men in black is like, or yeah, he mentions, don't you have a daughter? And he, oh, let's play this. I'll play this scene. You're my family. My daughter. Don't mean you had a daughter. Did I? Did I? Did I? I don't know at some point. I love I love the way he says that too. And that's the I didn't. Ford put that into you somewhere because Ford knows, and this is him telling me he knows my daughter and I have your daughter. Essentially, I don't know if William, the man in black, realizes his daughter's in the park at this moment. From the way he sees her, I don't think he knows that. Or from the, his reaction when he sees her, I'm not sure he, d he knows that. But I think he maybe suspects it at this moment that somehow she's involved now. Because he probably did not tell Lawrence about his daughter. This information is coming from Ford that downloaded it into, uh, that, <laughs> draw, that <laughs> jerked some of his cortical fluid into uh, Lawrence's brain. I don't know, at some point, when exactly forthcoming. I remember that much. Point is, you think she want to watch you gun down in front of her? Probably. Well, I'm not gonna fucking die here. And I like how he has answered to that. You probably wouldn't want to see her die in front of you or something like that. His reaction is probably. <laughs> probably. It kind of depends. He's, he's been, yeah, it depends. We just need to get weapons you know where they are 
So he decides with this information that he wants to make a deal. And he takes the information and says, fuck you, Lawrence. I got a better idea. Their weapons are in an unmarked grave behind the church. For a man who wants to deal, you ain't very proficient at it. You're supposed to set the terms before you give up what you got. Well, that's not what I'm offering. For a little douchebag, you're kind of douching in your back. I you don't. I know where you're going. I know something you don't know. Come on, Men in Black. You've been telling your men you know. You don't. You don't. You don't know, Dick. Just no place. You don't know, Jack. Your dreams are coming true. You call it glory, but it's got a lot of names. Oh my God, I love the live chat so much, you guys. I know the way. Go check the graveyard. So they, they go and get the weapons and stuff, and he goes and checks the graveyard. Then we go back to the record player, and we see Mr. Delos again. And this is a very funny scene. This was the part that reminded me of Desmond in the, Desmond and Lost. And we see Mr. Delos dancing around uh, to the music here. Fabulous creation. William, my boy. And then William shows back up. Where the hell have you been? Good to see you again, Jim. Uh, my favorite of all time was uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Rowdy Roddy Piper. A little early for me. I'm fucking late, you mean? Besides, you aim to cheat the devil. You owe an offering. Ah. 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 What is the purpose of these questions? Like I said, they're just trying to establish a baseline. I mean, ultimately, there's, they just keep going over the same loop, Fidelity. essentially, here. It, but it goes further. So, what's the idea? I'm not going to play all this, because I, I want to hear all of this again. We have the exact same conversation. Seems a little far-fetched, doesn't it, William? It did, at first. Court, you tell... You tell your men they're going to glory. In truth, it's just a lake filled with mainly dead people. And one oddly placed tiger who keeps talking about frosted flakes. Where are my frosted flakes? I love reading Corey Mitchell's comments. I love pre-reading them first so I don't fuck them up. And I know the inflection points. I do love They Live. One of the best on-screen fight scenes ever. I love They Live. I also love that movie. It's like Mean Event or something where he plays the partner in a, like a tag team. And it's all about like uh, he play he actually plays a wrestler and stuff. Piper was just funny. Also, uh, like, it's like Bobby the Brain in that time period too. I know he's not a wrestler. He's a manager. There's a lot of wrestlers in that time period I enjoyed. But, uh, but Piper was always one of my favorite. Piper, Macho Man. I had a crush on Miss, Li Miss Elizabeth in that period. If I want to make a host, I'd ask my host to be relatively similar to Miss Elizabeth in my childhood or, or Wonder Woman or something. But anyways, let's, let's continue. Hey, Jay. Good to see you tonight. And Mel says Ed Harris is still sexy as fuck. Okay. So where are we? We're at this one. Okay. So then he laughs 
as he f- starts to figure out as Billy discloses to him and we get to see what's on that letter where it is basically the script of this whole conversation to show him that he knows exactly what he's going to say and stuck in the loop and I thought you were just pissing away my money you little fucking chancer I take it I didn't recover I'm afraid not That disease can eat a day. Seven years. Give or take. And not mine. Ooh. It's kind of an interesting thing to wrap your mind around in this moment. It's hard to... If you can't tell. I got to admit, in this scene, while I'm watching this scene, I wasn't sure... I'd have, I'd have to watch it several times again to see how I feel in this moment. You know, you're not sad for this guy, essentially. But it's inter- <laughs> it's interesting. The music lulls you into this whole thing. Like, it's just this whole, like, you know where this is going. But they do a good job, again, of not making me feel sympathy or empathy for Mr. Delos. At least me, I didn't feel that in that moment. I, I felt like we're dealing with, I don't know, it's hard to explain. It wasn't, oh, I feel bad, this guy, you know, he tried to grasp immortality in his hand, and he almost had it, I feel so bad for him. It was more of an interested, like, yeah, 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 motherfucker, yeah, motherfucker, that's what you get, that's what you get, motherfucker, for all of them. It was it was a weird sort of feeling, and I, I don't know if that's what they were trying to get across, but... But either way, it was very entertaining and very well played and a lot of really heavy, deep emotions in this moment. Shit was just good. Uh, I think the man in in black's problem is that everyone in his life is stuck in a loop. Ford just keeps fucking with him. Ah, that's funny. You're going to have this conversation 9,000 more times, son of a bitch. I can only imagine William at the 149th attempt. Fuck it, it's too early to drink. I'm going to drink. Everyone seems to be killing unwoke hosts and unnamed guests, including railway workers. Yeah, I glazed over that, but what the shit was that? (laughs) Just putting them onto the train tracks? (laughs) Shit, it was awful. Mel, I like how D funded the research for disease and then it comes back to fuck up comic, cosmic, I was going to say comic, cosmic justice. Cosmic, cosmic justice. Try to say it five times fast, but I gave up due to laziness. No, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it five times fast. It's not going to happen. Oh, it's great to see C. Lopez in the live chat. Haven't seen the show yet, but coming here to show a like. I always see you in the comment section after the episode's air. It's good to at least see you live in the chat for a second, buddy. Great to see you, and thanks for popping on in. Thank you for the continued support. Broke, that was like three drinks right there that you had to, you had to do. Too, too many things. But that, it's, it's someone I don't usually see in the chat. It's good to see him in the live motherfucking chat right now. If you're watching this later, join us live. Make sure you subscribe. Hit that notification bell so you can find out whenever we go live. Theoretically, they're supposed to tell you, but make sure you at least do that. You got a sporting chance to know when we go live. I think it's. I think you have a slightly better chance for them to notify you when we go live if you get, if you click that little little uh, follow button and then always follow me on Twitter at I Got Issues Man as a live notification goes out there immediately when we go live as well. Okay, so, yuck. 
I've been working on the railroad all the live long day. I've been working on the railroad just about to, just to, be, just to kill some motherfuckers in graves. Can't you feel the brains bursting? Dinah, you're... I, I don't even want to say where my mind went like that. I'm in an extra goofy mode. I'm in an extra goofy mode here tonight, folks. So thank you so much for being with me and humoring me. Oh, no. Oh, what's that, Lotus? Well, stop being a dumbass. Okay, I will stop being a dumbass. Here we go. Hit that shame bell. Hit the shame button. So Billy is here again. It's the same thing. He's got the straight face. It's word for word what they said last time. And he laughs. And then it turns around that he also says that you can't fuck your wife because she's dead. I dig it. That last part isn't an option. I'm afraid not. What did her in? It was a stroke. Juliet had her buried in the family plot. Juliet. Looking after her. And my granddaughter. She she's whip smart. Capable. Oof. Oh, Phil. Why you being a dumbass? <laughs> Daddy. Sorry, Lotus. <laughs> I assume my house is ready for me. I'm afraid it's not that simple, Jim. We are going to need to keep you here just a, a little bit longer, okay, for some observation. These fuckers have poked and prodded me ad infinitum. Yeah, but we don't want to rush it. We don't want to wear you out. Wear me out? I feel fucking brand new. I am ready to... Get out there and see the sun. Get some fresh aid. Yeah. Get some. Get back. To... Captain, my Captain, my positronic brain has having a malfunction. Please get Jordy to work on it. Because I need, I need, ah, 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 I've been working on the railroad. God, motherfucker. So, uh, so it, it's very hard to listen to that in a good way. Well acted ag again by Mr. Delos. In some ways, again, I, I hate saying the term he stole the episode, meaning everyone else, but he was a, definitely a central part of this episode. And for an actor that we've only seen in one other scene, it was good to get to know him a little bit better, even if it is within his host counterpart or his attempted host counterpart. Hey, it's great to see Cammy in the live chat. <laughs> Lots of technical difficulties. They're trying to steal me lucky charms. Fuck. Terminate. And Tom, instead of typing it, I, uh, I put that, I put that up for you. So come back tomorrow. He's going to come back tomorrow. So Billy comes outside and Billy's like, it's not that simple. I need to keep you here. And he says he's ready to see the sun, get fresh air. And, uh, he, he, nope, you can't, you can't leave the matrix. You're good. 
who? Yeah. He can't quite finish Good that to... Matrix quote. Good to have you back, Jim. <laughs> so William walks out. We're in a lab, and he, the techie says it uh, didn't quite last ten days. Uh, this lasted seven days, and they firebomb him, and it's a crazy fun way to go. Mel with the ten dollars super chat donation. Thank you so much, Mel, and thank you so much to uh, analysis to our super chat donators tonight. Mel and analysis if Bernard's a successful version of what they're trying to do with Mr. Delos. Awesome. Spin the wheel. Let me spin the wheel. Is Bernard a successful version of what they're trying to do with Mr. Delos? I think Bernard's something different. I think Bernard is a sophisticated version of the host. Highly human-like in every way to the sense where he can – it's almost impossible to figure out he's a host unless you know the right ways to tap into his brain or something like that. It tends to be what I think. I think what they're trying to do is something a little different because I don't think I don't think Bernard has all of Arnold's memories. I don't think Ford tried to replace Arnold's body. I think he just tried to make a replica with everything that he hoped Arnold standed stood for. And the Arnold he believed Arnold was and everything and to create that partner, create that person he could work off of like his partner and recreate that dynamic and do it in a way where he's generally in command all the time who wouldn't want that best friend that argues with you all the time who would want to make a fake version of them so they agree with you all the time i, I want that oh we landed on both take shots mel so uh joe's not with me tonight no one is i don't have any shottable alcohol at the moment i need to buy some need to buy more vodka but I do have my beer that I will finish right now or finish this finish this amount of it. And if you have a drink right now, wherever you guys are, please hold up your drink. Let's toast to Mel, toast to analysis for the Super Chats, and toast to all you guys in the live chat tonight. Thank you so much. What's up, Jerry House? Great to see Jerry House in the live motherfucking chat. I know analysis. You lost some hit points. I like that. It's a good little addition for uh, Steam Labs. If you super chat, donate, you get to try to uh, kill the person, the last person that's that donated, or me, and uh, and take over, play a little game. <laughs> you also see that the thing to the to the right of right of me on the screen that uh, that drops down in a little plinko game when it happens to kind of fun little fun little stuff. But thank you so much, guys, for those super chats. Do it. Take a hit off the vape. I will gladly accept hits instead of shots right now. I'll sip my iced coffee like a New Englander, dude. And I'll never have a South Shore pie. <laughs> a bar pie. I'm the Phantom Gourmet, Phantom Gourmet dude. Okay, so... <laughs> so then we go to them unloading the guns, and we get some nitro, and they're excited. Oh, we got some nitro. Let's play with the nitro. You bet your motherfucking ass. Jerry Holy House Lord. is in the house. We are going to blast all way. I want to play with some ketchup packets, Corey. That's why they call me <laughs> Uncle Ketchup Couch. Come sit on Uncle Phil's Ketchup Couch. Here to glory. What the? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, very, I'm awfully sorry. I'm awfully sorry. Hey, you need to steady your hands in your occupation. Let me 
teach you. Oh, this guy's this guy's as fucked as Spider in Goodfellas. Dance, Spider. <laughs> Three more hits. Keep doing it. I know. It's weird. I'm way creepier. Someone, some could think that my host, my host module with a beard is creepier because you know it's it's weird. It's it's it's. I get the salt and pepper thing going on, but I'm far creepier shaved. I'm like, hey guys, yeah. <laughs> oh goodness me, goodness me. So we go off to Ghost Nation. Oh JD, real. As I was mentioning earlier and several times, this is maybe I, I'm super hyperbolic as always. But even when the dust settles, I think this will probably be up there as one of my favorite episodes of Westworld. Because, again, we got so much build up, but then we also got answers within the episode. They didn't build these things up to stretch them out. So people go, I wonder this stuff. I want to speculate. It's giving us the goodness. Give us giving us the stuff. Giving us the tasty treats. <laughs> Thanks, analysis. I'm throwing out a lot of them tonight. <laughs> there's some, there's some subtle uh, Easter egg references in this episode, and anyone's watching this in replay and has caught any of them, please jump in the comment section and timestamp them and let me know if you got them. You'll win a prize. Spin of the wheels. Fun stuff. Yeah, JD, I would put it right up there too with a with a bullet. A bullet especially pretty fast because it's the most recent episode I've seen, but also in the, I think it's clearly the best episode of the season and it's hard to reasonably judge last season except for those final two episodes because everything led towards them. I don't know, it's weird. So, it's definitely up there. Definitely up there. Excuse me. So go off to Ghost Nation in the field, taking Grace and the crew to the leader to decide their fate. They are there, and Stubbs is having fun as Grace begins to untie herself. It's too late. You and your stupid... Hey, Jenny, great to see you. And I love that we have uh, this conversation, because this is so true. This reminds me of several conversations I've had with, uh, with exes in my life. This conversation sounds very familiar to me. Let's listen to what, what I'm talking about. You and your stupid fucking fantasy. You've gotten us killed. Yeah. What happens? Me and my stupid fantasies almost every time gets people killed. It's too late. You and your stupid fucking fantasy. You've gotten us killed. I'm sorry. I got another one. Sorry. Yeah, this episode had the perfect balance of mystery with answers, with action, with fun, with comedy. Elsie being back really brought the comedy, too. She was extremely funny in this episode. Her references, it was like having a real person. Not that some of the other characters aren't real, but they're on these spirit journeys, so to speak. Each one of them, whether host or human alike, are on some sort of journey or mission. Elsie comes in there, and she's... Ultimately, a no-nonsense person that's that, I mean, yeah, she likes having sex with some hosts sometimes, but you know, who wouldn't if you have access to it? And but, but for the most part, she's sort of like a normal person that's in the situation, like, what the flying fuck am I doing here? You know, I'm getting the hell out of here. 
and she doesn't care about any mysteries, and I hope she doesn't get trapped on that rabbit hole with Alice. <laughs> Sorry, I'm feeling goofy. Extra goofy this evening. I like it to at least look like a young me, not an old wrinkly me. If you uploaded your consciousness to a host, would you want it to look like you or would you want it to look like someone else? I'd probably want it to look like... I'd want to have shape-shifting abilities. If I'm in a dream scenario, are we talking dream scenario, like I get to sign anything, I would probably want to have some sort of ability to change my shape and look look different ways at different times. But if I had to pick one, I guess I'd pick myself. I guess. It's boring. But can I pick myself at any time in my life? So maybe maybe I'd pick myself at a at a different time. Or can I make some changes? Can I can I add a few different different touches? Can I make myself in slightly better shape? <laughs> could I could I could I add add a few feet <laughs> so I could play in the NBA? Could could I do that? I'm in a dream. Whoa! Oh, I'm in a dream. Wait, let me should I, should I, should I take it take this off? I'm in a dream. You know, it's always a good thing. Nah, I want my own body so I can go around and fuck, fuck, fuck with people. <laughs> oh, I love you guys in the live chat. I'm going to be me circa 1996. I was a regulation hottie then. If I could say so myself. Oh, goodness me. Well, not literally. Fuck you, you dirty minds. Hey, broke. Don't mess with my fantasy, dude. We're talking about Westworld here tonight. This is all about the fantasies. All about all about the holodeck love stories. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. Sorry, I'm trying to train myself to speak a different way. So it's coming out strange tonight. <laughs> There's way too much truth coming out. Oh my goodness, everybody. Oh my goodness, let's continue. Let's speed things up here a little bit in this section. So one woman cries, then Grace and Stubbs. They're like, hey dude, let's get out of here. And one girl cuts a neck, another cuts a neck, and they're going off. But no, uh, basically the only important thing that comes out of this whole situation is Grace escapes. And, and we don't see necessarily what happens with Stubbs, but we see Stubbs doesn't die. Obviously, because we see him later. So then we go off to Bernard waking up and he sees that Elsie is still there who does not trust him. And let's listen to a little bit of Elsie and Bernard. You should be feeling a bit more like yourself. Thank you. I still don't trust you. And I also figure I might need your help. Whoever did this really didn't want us accessing whatever's Robot on this processor. Titties. It's an entirely different OS than our systems. A language I've never seen so ultimately all of this leads up and again i like how we get the answers i feel like i don't even really need to explain and get into what this is because the episode actually tells you what this is later in the episode but they're realizing that this is a different lab where their delos has these labs set up who knows how many of them in different areas throughout the park excuse me doing their own things and this is all at least reasonably throughout the episode all two different areas discovering this two different Two different timelines in the same areas with the with the Mr. Delos stuff because ultimately 
Bernard and Elsie end up in the same room that Mr. Dellis is in later in the episode, and he's still there, and that all connects. And then we get the Man in Black story and all that. And then we get Robot Titties. Titties. Well, <laughs> dirty, dirty minds. So we go off to Bernard waking up, and then he gets... She doesn't trust him, and Bernard doesn't have to address his memory. He's all over the place. Yeah, he can't handle it. And we get into... Let's listen to a little bit more of this because some important stuff comes here. And I kind of missed it on the first time, so I want to hear it again. Encryption scheme. And I don't have to explain myself on why I want to play this audio clip right now, do I? Yeah, you kind of do, you fuck. Yeah, you do, you piece of shit. Well, I will then because I want to play the damn part because I want to hear what's going on. Fuck, man. Well, if you weren't such a dumbass, we wouldn't give you a hard time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. These two pe- these two pieces of shit always always bothering me. Sorry, guys. Sorry for my co-hosts. Sorry for my co-hosts and my other co-hosts too. Where are you? Hi, Phil. This is this is Lotus the dog. I'm real happy to be here. Yeah, you are Lotus the dog. What did you think of this episode? I thought it was great. It made me lick my butt. It really did, Lotus. I saw you. It really did. I think my butt. Thank you, Lotus the dog. We'll be back to you a little bit later in the episode. Thanks, buddy. So you want to play? Let's play a little bit more of this. Where? In Peter Abernathy's head. In reference to database much larger than anything I know of in the park. He's in Peter Abernathy's head. That's right. I think I've been here before. He's been Can here inside your mind. Ford sent me here. Ford wants sure. you to fuck some shit up and kill some motherfucker. Damage is repaired, but my memories, I. He's gonna I stick his in robot dick in all your shit and you'll put it too. Yeah. You know I what? I saw that when I was digging you? around in your code. Your memories aren't addressed. They're just kind of drifting around in there. So when you're your memories are drifting around in sheer imagination, losing that by the hand the street station. It's all fucked up. So I love it. You have no idea whether it comes before or after the others. Sorry, everybody. This is what happens when I'm alone too much. So I have way too much fun. And I and this is what happens when I'm drunk, had a bad day, and going crazy. I really do appreciate all you guys being here. But what the important thing that I wanted to get out of all of that is what I mentioned earlier. She's like, I've been inside your brain. Your brain is all fucked up. Your brain is a crazy place where, wow, I remember that day in 1996 when I was out in the football field taking, listening to Sid Barrett for the very first time, seeing an eye inside the cosmic hysteronics of my own blue velvet wave. Now I'm here. Hi, guys. I'm back in the podcast. What's going on? Oh, my goodness. I am a little baby boy at Disney World. Look at Mickey Mouse. Oh, oh, oh hi, Phil. Oh, 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 come sit on my lap. Oh, Mickey really likes you. Oh, 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 oh. oh what are you doing, Mickey? Leave him alone. Oh, blah, 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 blah. I'm, hi, guys. I'm sorry. I'm back in the podcast. So his memory's all fucked up. And from all the things we've been seeing with Bernard, all the way we've ways we've seen it explained i like that we're actually got it explained what exactly is happening there's no subterfuge here it's no your mind your your systems your system who's a what's it i mean it's technobabble but but still it's an actual reasonable excuse 
Hey, Cammy, yeah, I've lost my mind. I don't want to sound like some kind of weird, lame Tumblr shipper, but I really want to watch Maven Hector Bone in Samurai World. I don't think you're alone with that want, Mel. I think Analysis of Thrones is, is excited enough just from Samurai World. Mel is my spirit, Animal says, fine. Your Mickey impression isn't half bad. Uh, thank you, Jay. Thank you, Jay. I think if I, I think if I worked on it a little bit more, uh, I'd be, I'd be all right. Sometimes it's better than other others. I used to do it too high, like, ha ha, hi Mickey Mouse. Someone's like, no, just do it. Ha ha, hi, I'm Mickey Mouse. Goofy's okay. Donald's the toughest one. Donald of the three, Donald's the toughest one. I think everyone can do Goofy though. Goofy, Goofy's, Goofy's one that almost every, fuck, everyone can do Goofy. <laughs> Elsie accepted Bernard as a host pretty quick. Those desert nights with Bizarro Clementine has expanded her mind. Expand your mind, Quinn. I mean, maybe she's like thinking to herself and explains why I'm attracted to Bernard because I only like hosts or something. I agree. And I think Elsie is a real person, but she's a little meta outside of it all a little bit. Again, the voice of the audience essentially too. Like, yeah, you're a host. I'll go with it. Of course you're a host. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. And uh, <laughs> I agree, but I love uh, Shake Me Down, Caged Elephant. I think of that song every time I see you. Oh, I love all you guys so much. Uh, make sure you guys have the live chat on the top chat. I had to turn that top chat bullshit off. And I'm sorry that the chat on the screen has to be the top chat. It's just how the pop out crap works. I was searching because I don't want to. I don't want to censor Tom. We don't want to do that to Tom. Yeah, what? What happen? What people? What those guys do with their samurai swords in their pants? There's their own. Out of. I'm not making much sense. Blame it on the alcohol. Okay, so Elsie sees a door. What door? And she needs to see what's inside. Bernard says. This is really creepy and really kind of cool where Bernard starts to be like, I, am I really here with you? As Bernard's mind starts going some more. been here recently. Why? What were you doing? Right now, Jay? Yes. 100%. I don't know, but I think I know what they were doing here. They weren't building hosts. Not exactly. Broke says, my God, Elsie is hot and smart, but she's an idiot to trust Bernard for a second. And it's, and I'm going to add on to what Broke says, and it's going to be her demise. I almost thought it was going to happen in this episode, Broke and JD. I almost, and K-Rich says, Bernard wouldn't hurt a fly, but he would choke out an Elsie. I don't know. I think when Bernard, when Bernard finally snaps, I'm afraid of how crazy he could get. I don't know why. Because he's the most calm, I think. It's always the calm ones. Our villains by the end are going to be Teddy and Bernard. <laughs> Making Dolores seem like, a, seem like a pussycat. Yeah, I fucking hate that shit, dude, Tom. I fucking... These motherfucking shit and these motherfucking fuck. A couple of people were talking about that, Jay. I got a, I got a message about lost in space one of our patrons is uh is watching it right now and gonna share his thoughts and stephanie watched it as well and she loved every second of it icy fury is watching it right now lots of love to icy fury 
if I was Elsie, I wouldn't let Bernard hold that shotgun. That's nah, just me. Riza says, I kept busy a bit, but hey again to everybody, all of you, even the ones I don't know, says Riza. I was waiting for Bernard to snap on Elsie as well. I don't know. I just kept feeling it in this episode that that Elsie was what knock knock knocking on heaven's door. Hey, 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 yeah, yeah. Knock knock. Sorry. Oh my goodness me, everybody. Thank you as always. I'm sorry, broke. I'm stuck in a loop. I'm stuck in a loop. Now I'm just making you drink. Okay, so then they go through the door and he says, what door? Don't do it. Don't do it. It wasn't the host they were making. They were making penises. something else. Monsters. Rimfield. I want... Do you want some flies, Rinfield? Elsie, don't. Oh no, motherfucker. So then we go back over to the major in the rain, torturing people, and. I love this line. The, the the funniest part of the episode, I didn't capture the audio, but I love it. Yeah, he's the the asshole's walking around. He's like walking around like, yo, I'm a fucking uh yeah, yo, I'm a fucking asshole. Here I am, Mr. Asshole. Yo, I'm a fucking asshole. Here, dude, I'm a fucking asshole. And then he walks past the guitar player and he goes, Keep fucking playing that guitar, asshole. I don't know what exactly he said, but it was really close to that, like, like just like just sit down don't stop playing the guitar you're a piece of shit i want to stand up so much i can't i can't lie to you guys i almost want to do a gofundme for a stand-up desk but they're so fucking expensive because i want i want to do podcasts standing up i want to be like hey everybody welcome back to the show it's just really hard to read my notes right now and the camera doesn't quite fit but okay so we go back off to uh to the major in the rain torturing people, making the dude play the guitar. Don't stop playing the guitar. And the major and the man in black get together and they're like, hey, dude, what's going on? And, he, and they start having a really cool conversation where we get into the man in black being the angel of death. And like, you can't fuck with me. I've known men like you. All the death makes you agitated. Don't worry. Me and death, we go way back. <laughs> and the men in black through this whole situation is just thinking, you're such a piece of shit. I'm going to fucking kill this guy. How long do I have to wait to kill this fucker? How long? Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm a 13-year-old boy. His voice is changing. Excuse Excuse me. I kind of like good guy man in black. The hosts are messing with his mind. Jenny, me too. I know I should probably hate him, but he can't. And it's part of it's just Ed Harris's performance. He's just adding so much. See, and I know essentially, even in season one, I always liked men in black better than Billy just because of the performance. Not that I don't like that actor that plays him. I liked him in the uh, true crime and the uh, Tupac and Biggie television show. And I like him in a lot of stuff he's in. Uh, he plays a, he's all, he's always Puts his all into it. The uh, guy who plays young Billy. I'm blanking on that actor's name. But but the man in black and Ed Harris is just so damn compelling. Especially this season. The way it's going with Anthony Hopkins not there. He's carrying a lot of that acti, acti gravitas there. 
And I think Ed Harris is killing it. This is some of the best work Ed Harris has done for me since like Truman Show or something. And I know he's always done great work, but this is he's he's exceptionally awesome on the show. Men in Black is easily one of the best characters on the show. He was really great last season, but this year, and especially this episode, was just I hope when we get into award type stuff, Ed Harris gets recognition for some of his performances especially in like this episode this was an exceptional episode for ed harris and it's like he's here to play he's in the he, he how many other uh cliche statements can i say he's in it to win it he's in for the uh he's time is like people in the live chat help me out here throw out weird useless uh ways that ed harris is in the driver's seat he's gonna be the light that shines them through the dark night he's gonna be the hero this town needs you know <laughs> He is the man in black. Da, 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 da. Okay, that's too easy. But <laughs> you guys know what I'm you guys know what I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> when you cheat the devil, you owe him an offering. William is the devil. He feels like he is the devil. Or I think even more so, he feels like he's the angel of death. And that if you touch him, you die. And if you're connected to him, you're going down. Elsie has plot armor. She and Bizarro Clementine are destined to be the last host in Humans Alive, lives on a desert island with ketchup packets and brushes. <laughs> I think I have your next theory. Remind me of some of this stuff, because I want to do silly Westworld theory videos about Clementine and the ketchup packets. I, I, someone send me a message privately on, on, uh, <laughs> on Discord or email me about that, because uh, there's so many serious Westworld theory videos. Very well done, and very awesome people and I hope to get some of those people on the podcast in the future but but I have I have some f silly ones need to go out there like the Clementine in uh, brushing Elsie's hair theory I think that one needs to happen so uh, if anyone keep track of some of these and let me know remind me question wait a second uh, Bernard said Ford asked me to retrieve a control unit for another human so does that mean there's another Papa Delos but was successful Possibly, I'm sure this isn't the last time we're going to see Papa Del Delos broke. It's it would be hard for me to imagine they built him up and he had such a focus point in this episode that we're going to see another version. I don't know if it's another version that works better or I don't know. That's a good question. Is there another Papa Delos but that was successful? I tend not to think so because Ford wouldn't have anything in it to make one. I think this last one was the last one that was made. Probably something else. Or he wanted Bernard to get that so he could shut it all down or something. I would think Ford wouldn't approve of that. Or if Ford does have another one, it's for himself. So he can live forever. That one that works. 149 times D. Great to see D. Men in Black is not the hero we need, but the hero we got. <laughs> Do you think James became a little sentient when William told him the bad news? I think so. I think he did, and I think, I think especially as we see him later, we see that his mind has gone crazy and almost to the point that a mind could only go that crazy if it achieves sentience. I mean, you could say it's malfunctioning, but the way he talks later when we bump into him with Bernard and, and Elsie, as we're about, I think we're about to get to that in a second. I think that's that's to show that maybe he did have some sort of consciousness and did have some sort of understanding of what was going on and could comprehend it and remember some factors. And that's why what William ultimately did to him is even more so torture because he 
he he had some knowledge and it was like he was stuck in there forever until his mind went crazy. Hmm. I I think Ford is more devious than evil. And and more narcissistic necessarily than evil. I think the man in black has more dark tendencies if we're cutting between them, Cammy. But very good question. Brooks is calling it. Uh, if we're going to see a scene where Ford is going to turn around and be like Thanos, surprise, bitch, at the end credit scene. I think the point wasn't just about him becoming sentient, though, about accepting that he's a host, which he, fa- which he failed every time, and be able to cross over that barrier. And I think, more, moreover, just that the, the brain would last and could deal with stimuli to, without, without malfunction, malfunctioning. You can't copy and not copy DNA errors, I guess. Plus, a copy of a copy of a copy ends up shitty in the end, as we learned from the uh, classic historical film, Multiplicity. <laughs> we have a text message. Hey, thank you, texter. Says, awesome show. <laughs> best, uh, oh, yeah, thank you. Be- best, uh, best Westworld stuff out there. Thank you. I appreciate that. Area code 482. 482. Uh, where the hell's area code 482? And the question is, is uh, what is Bernard's, I can't, I'm sorry, what, what's that say? What, what is Bernard's Ford's ass? Okay, is, is Bernard ultimately just the clue that this is all part of Ford's ass plan? Ford's plan. Is uh, Bernard the clue that all of this is part of Ford's plan? Uh, thank you so much. I guess, maybe, possibly. I think there's a lot of clues that some of this might be part of Ford's plan. I think a lot of the stuff that's going on with Ghost Nation leads me to believe that that Ford has set up safeguards to protect people, possibly, and that all of this is part of his mission. I think that's what you're trying to ask, is, is all of this part of Ford's plan? Is any of this real? And I think some of the things that Bernard said in this episode were leading to that he knew that this was all part of Ford's plan. I think. I'm suppositioning because I can't read your text message fully. <laughs> Feel free to text back in and let me know what you're actually saying. 781-990-8509. 990-8509. a day, seven days a week. Also got the uh, the call in line for a li- for a few more minutes, I believe. For like 10 more minutes if you anyone wants to get in the last minute call. Okay, so let's continue here as we're starting to sort of head towards the end of this episode. We go off to uh, off oh, torturing people, play the guitar. Uh, the Men in Black says, oh yeah, let's play this. Play. Come over here, Mama Sita. And he brings over, uh, brings over Lawrence's wife and starts to fuck with her. Men in Black says, Lawrence is not a friend. This music's weird that comes in here. Like, almost happy music. The Men in Black watches the rain come as blood flows. As she steps through the rain, we see ice earrings, people walking up steps, the major with a gun, water flowing. What the fuck with the imagery of this show? A kid's gra- It is. There's some fucking crazy imagery of this show. Ice earrings? Is that the Night King's earrings? We see people walking up steps, the major with the gun, water flowing, kids grabbing more water flowing, the men in black's face, uh, feeling his wife, Hector, not Hector, sorry, Hector, Lawrence, feeling his wife's death. Uh, sh- 
or no, the man in black, ultimately in this scene, let's get into it. More or less, I'm not sure exactly what the fuck I saw here. I'd have to watch this scene again like 10 more times to understand the imagery that we flashed here. But William, the man in black, saw like five different things in an imagery flash, which led me at the end of all of that to believe that no, his wife didn't accidentally, even though we always suspected that. We also find out in this moment that his wife killed her, killed herself as he just snaps. It's almost that moment where... You want to fuck with me? You know who you're fucking with here? <laughs> you know who you're fucking with here? You see, have you seen the Truman Show? You know who you're fucking with here? God favors you. It brought you back. But death's decisions are final. It's only the living that... Constant. Holy shit, we do have a call. Let's take this phone call. Caller, this is gonna be from area code 317. Let's take this call before uh before we run out of time. That's why I'm quickly rushing to the phone lines. And this is area code 317. 317, let us know where you're calling from, and uh, then I'll just let you go with what your question and our comment are. And sorry if uh if you end up getting cut off because Time is short, but here you go. Area code 317, you are on the air. What's going on? Well, 317 represents Naptown, so Indianapolis. Nice. But, um, um, th- I, this episode was good, but it's the whole Ghost Nation thing now feels even more mysterious, I guess. I agree. I agree. It seems islands are straight. No, I agree. It seems it seems really weird that with the Ghost Nation, like the thing, the stuff that freaks me out the most or gets me most is still back to go to Maeve in the last episode that she couldn't control them. What is different about their makeup from a host standpoint? Who are they working for? Who is their master? I think is an interesting question. Do you think it's Ford? I think. I think. Ford set the events in motion, but the line between where Ford's in control of Ghost Nation and the and their morality is blurred. Mm. That's a good point, and I think maybe they have some autonomy because since their consciousness is unlocked, since the the key has been turned, so to speak, and now the uh, the robot uprising is happening, they are they are going to whatever their primary directive is, which is to collect humans and be and just be on a different sort of different sort of me- mindset. And I don't know if it. I guess the one thing that gets me with that is thinking that since Maeve can't control them, that they have their own special orders for whatever Ford's game is. Like, they ha- they're they different from the other consciousness. They have their own programming. It's kind of like um, an old-school open-world RPG with, like, mini-plots within a larger <laughs> world. Yeah, the subplots. Like, when you get on a side mission and you stop in one area, and then there's, like, 10,000 other missions and stuff, and you go on some weird mission with an NPC that ends up getting you fucking on a, uh, two-hour, uh, on a two-hour rabbit hole when all you wanted to do is proceed on the main quest. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> awesome. Co- it, it's, 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 it's honestly 
the weirdest show I have ever seen, and yet it's the most beautiful thing ever. Dude, some of those imagery things tonight, I'm joking about it a lot, but some of those, we like see ice earrings, blood steps, uh, brain pies. Like I'm not like I'm not making this stuff up. It's, it's, it's crazy, but it all works in a weird way. And that's why it's one of those shows that I say isn't for everybody, and the people that say, oh, I don't like it, it's this, I, I almost can't argue with it, but it, it works for me, and it works for a lot of people, and it's just the perfect marriage of funny, cool uh, science fiction and and silly too in the best way possible. I think it works because if you can detach yourself from the, 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 the reality of how brutal this world is and how sick it is and see it almost as a reflection of the worst of humanity without you know, taking it too seriously, it, it works. Yeah, no, it I does. Mean, it, it works, and and I don't know how. I mean, I didn't expect it to be this good. I really only came here for the composer at first. Yeah. Bunch of names on a list because, but now I'm here just because it's kind of addictive. It's like, it's like, a, it's like Game of Thrones and that. You can't help but come back. Yeah, and each episode just spins you into the next one. You just want to know more and more. But uh, uh, only a few seconds left in the in the uh, phone line, so I don't want you to get cut off. I'd rather say goodbye. Awesome call, man. Thank you so much for calling in. Hopefully you'll call back in a couple weeks when we're back on episode seven. All right. Talk to Thanks. you soon, man. Thank you so much. Awesome call from area code 317. Great call, my friend. Uh, and uh, before the phone lines shut down, the voicemail line is still open in area code 317. If you have any other thoughts you want to get in, you can call the voicemail line at 781-990-8509 and leave a voicemail. And that goes for anybody else as well. You can also text that line if you throwed something in the chat and I haven't gotten it. And you're like, listen, asshole, I've been trying to get your my fucking comment in all night and you're missing it. Who's this prick? That's not reading my comment. You can text on it at 781-990-8509. Also add, yeah, do that or throw it at me. K-Rich with the Super Chat donation. Ford set the game in motion and handicapped the players, but the players will decide the outcome. Men in Black, Grace, Dallas Corporation, Dolores, Maeve, and Ghost Nation. Broke. Oh, sorry, I saw Broke's name on the, in, on the list. K-Rich, going to spin that wheel for you because I'm Broke. 999 is amazing. Thank you so much for that Super Chat donation. I really need it. It says Joe drink. Joe isn't here, so I will drink. Mm-mm-mm. Thank you. You guys are fucking amazing tonight. Thanks. Probably beating a samurai to Papa Dallas. I wish Bernard would change his shirt. I need clues. Or his glasses. I need clues. You guys are amazing with these super chats. Joe drink. I'm going to drink again. Uh-uh-uh. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. I love it. I love when we get calls. Really do appreciate the phone calls and voicemails and stuff. It always makes it even more fun, especially on this sh- on uh, Westworld. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. So uh, the Men in Black says, you think death favors you? It doesn't favor you. It favors me. What they want. Oh, that was Nicholas. Nicholas, great to, great to hear you, buddy. True. Great call, Nicholas. You haven't known a true thing in all your life. You think you know death? But you don't. You don't know shit. Is that 
sorry. I just kept, I kept flashing on that Kevin Bacon line from JFK when that line where you don't know shit. You don't know shit, Mr. Garrison, till you've been fucked in the ass, Mr. Garrison. Come on down. I'll tell you who shot JFK. I don't care. I, th I, there's some debate, but I def, I think it was the Rolling, I do think it was Rolling Stones in that intro song, D. Recognize him sitting across from you this whole time. Tom, I'm sure I, I lose a lot of potential subscribers for drinking beer out of a straw. Mm -mm -mm. I'd lose more if I didn't, though, because I'd sound like... <laughs> but it's true, Tom. <laughs> It'd be even worse if I wasn't aware of it, though. Like, if I ignored all the comments about it, I was just like, yeah, uh, hi, guys. How's it going? What's going? How's it going? We need to watch comments on next week's preview before the end of the stream. We need to uh, watch comments. Yeah. Uh, what I need to do this week is, since I'm not talking about the episode, I need to do a trailer reaction or something like that. Or I need to uh, play that shit at some point. But we will talk about next week's preview at the end here. Don't worry. I know. I'm a... I, I'm I'm an awful party guest. I I am. I I I sit in the corner. I I find like you know find a chair. I sit and sit my beer with my pinky up. Thank you, Alex. I love my fact checking chatters in there, in our live motherfucking chat. So Men in Black says death favors you, and then he just goes crazy and goes all Men in Black and smashes the bottle that he's been eyeing through this whole scene. Cuts his neck, blows that dude. Wait. I mean, blows up that dude, gets the gunshots, shoots them all. It's an action scene. Dun, 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 fight, 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 fight. Saves Lawrence's wife, head towards the major and tells him to open up and drops him down. Shh, says, don't worry, I'm going to watch over the, you as he grabs him. Lawrence has the shotgun. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. He, he ends up grabbing the, uh, getting the, the, uh, the blow up stuff. The blow up stuff. Why am I blanking on the name of the fucking blow up stuff? <laughs> the blow up stuff the wildfire you know whatever it was, whatever it was so he, he pours the wildfire down the dude's throat and then Lawrence gets the shotgun and blows him the fuck up it's really awesome I wish I could have and I love how the uh, the chat is saved now with the uh, the chat replay so it almost does work up as pop work like pop-up messenger for when I fuck up like the chat can just go no he's wrong he's fucking wrong <laughs> oh my goodness I got a real bad sunburn my favorite McDonald's is getting remodeled so it's a week not to mention my adventures downtown downtown yep hungover from last night playing games with Johnny in the Scooby game I almost got to join you guys Felicia but I was I wasn't home in time one of these times I'll get to join you guys on one of those fun Pictionary streams. I want to play some trivia, motherfucker. This one time. <laughs> okay, so let's continue. Let's finish up this episode. Time for another run at the... The Men in Black looks cold as fuck as we cut to black. Another commercial break. <laughs> After Lawrence blows him the fuck up. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Let's hear a little bit of this. Open up. Take it. Take all my shit. Take my 
Oh, we also have to do the uh, Splenda mixed with... Uh, that's another one to send me a message about. Splenda mixed with brain fluid will save Bernard. We know we know that. Remember, if you see someone else do those, do those theory videos, you heard it here first. <laughs> Don't worry, amigo. I'm here now. Watching over here. It's basically a switch that you have on your videos, Jay. You can either turn it on or off. It's either always on or always off, I believe. But if you edit your video at all, it automatically gets turned off. So if, say, sometimes at the start, I'll start the video and I won't know I'm started. And I'll sit there as a couple of videos where I've started and I'm just sitting there looking at the camera for two seconds before I say, welcome to the show, everybody. And I'm like... Like, if I cut that beginning part out, then the chat replay disappears. Like, you can't edit the video at all. So, sometimes if someone maybe has it disappeared, it's because they edited their video a little bit of some sort. I know. That's a little inside bullshit there. But, let's... Splenda definitely keeps the hosts popping, Jenny. Jenny, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry for what about... Every time I see the word, the name Jenny... It's like I, screaming in my head. I'm like trying not to do it to not be a fucking asshole. But every time I hear Forrest Gump's voice in my head, Johnny, you sure are a smart, nice lady. I, I can't help it. I can't help it. I'm sorry. Uh, you, you're so awesome. And I hope you hope, <laughs> hope that doesn't bother you <laughs> simply because you probably heard it three billion times a day. Or maybe I'm just trapped in the 90s. But either way, Jenny, you sure are a nice lady. So uh, I'm sobering up enough to successfully parent today, and I napped. Now I'm buzzed again. See, that's a perfect Sunday, Mel. You're describing the perfect Sunday. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's, that name is ruined for me from that movie. Like, I can't hear the name Jenny without making it two syllables and going, Jenny. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> Thank you, Jenny. <laughs> Thank you, Jenny. <laughs> I appreciate it. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, audio cast. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the Men in Black turns around, and it's time for another run at Delos, and we got a different person at the window this time. It's not the original, the original person that's saying, uh, you want Snotty to beam in the Men in Black. But this time, beaming in is not William. This time, it is the Men in Black. I mean, it's fucking William. You, you, you know what I mean. It is William, but it's not William. Uh, who's up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, select, start, A, B, B, A. A, B, B, A. A, B, B, A. I want to play some Makari Warriors. Who the fuck are you? Been a long time. Who the fuck is this asshole? Good to see you again. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> so I was going to say the uh, the 2000s were the blur for me. I don't, I don't really remember from two, 2000 to 2010. It was just like, oh, what? What happened? Where'd, those, where'd that go? William, my boy. Oh, fuck me. This... 
No, fuck you. No, 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 no. Fuck you. I think I didn't recover. I'll be right back. I'm afraid not. How you feeling? Better than you look. <laughs> Speaking of things that age well... Well, thank fuck for that. Most important thing these cranes will give me is grief riches. You make me, we make Felicia feel so young. Uh. Excuse me. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness me. If I didn't, if I didn't lose everybody before, I just lost you now. I usually try to mute the microphone when I do that. Sorry. No, I needed to get another beer and I appreciate you guys dealing with my disgustingness. Okay. So let's continue. I'm an idiot for giving my brother $48. He ain't paying me back. That's so random. How do you feel if Ford isn't really dead? That would surprise me more than anything. And I think it might the ball and take a little bit of a bit of the effectiveness away from the final scene of the season finale of season one. I kind of like the way Ford allowed himself to go out in his own way. I wouldn't mind Ford having a Ford host body. I think that would be kind of cool. And I like the way Ford is keeping his consciousness alive throughout popping up in different places at different times. I am drinking Tank 7 by Boulevard. It is 8.5% alcohol. Anyone's curious about things like that? Hick a hick, hi everybody. Ford's the man. My name is Goofy. I'm going to be at Disney World in a couple of weeks, and I'll be doing a live stream from there. Hick a hick, hick. But I think that's where I'll be doing. I think next week's Westworld episode, I will probably be doing a stream from my phone on Monday afternoon from Disney World talking about Westworld. That is probably when you're going to get the Westworld discussion next week. It'll be live from Disney World. What Phil thought of Westworld? It'll probably be pretty quick, <laughs> but I'll watch it prob probably the night before uh, when I get to my friend's house my uh, friend's house in Orlando on that night at like midnight. Uh, <laughs> I'd be pumped Forbes. The man basement host was ducking forward. We called for that shit. Jeez, you're holding up pretty well. Well done. Uh, let's continue. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so time for another run at Delos as we got a different person at the window. We played all that. I walked away, but it's interesting hearing the man in black and, and seeing Ford in a seeing them both in the same situation. We've seen Billy and the Men in Black in completely different situations from this point on in the season. But to see them basically doing the same scene, it's was really cool, kind of cool. And let's continue here. Continue. Besides. Yes, we are. Our, my friend that lives down there is getting us a free pass for uh, for that Monday. And we're uh, going to Disney World. Or we're probably going to... Uh, I'm not sure which park we're going to because we only have one day, but... But we're pretty excited. And sometime this week, I think probably on Wednesday afternoon, I'm going to do a stream uh, where I am basically talk about the trip and talk about where we're going and talk a little bit about Con of Thrones and all of that, too. Just before it starts, I'm going to be doing a travel vlog thing. 
So expect some daily streams of, hi, uh, hi, my name is Phil, and today we're in New Orleans. Hey! Hi, this is Phil. I'm outside of Double Test Studios in Austin, Texas. Huh. Hi, this is Phil. I'm in the car throat. It's time to do a fucking panel. You know, those kind of things. <laughs> like what I did. Anyone that was able to catch my drunk... Uh, drunk stream from the Dominican Republic last summer. Expect things like that. Like me drunk walking around the hotel like, hey, I'm drunk. Hi, everybody. Let's try to bump into people. Like that sort of stuff. I loved Billy's remark about you can't tell where you are. It doesn't matter where you are. Snide. He's just a, he is a snide douchebag. He is a sh yeah, I'm going to be like travel vlogs. Like, hey, everybody, this is Phil the Issues guy on location, and I'm going to do it. Eh. Hi. Um, tr uh, I, get your, I get my phone, and I'm streaming right now. Hey, everybody, what's up? Yeah. Me too. I'll go to Disney World for one day. Get my suitcase, Felicia. We'd happily have you. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm such. I am a Disney nerd too. I used to live down in Florida, down not super close to Orlando, but within driving distance. So I would. I live in. I live up in Boston. People don't know. And then what I would do in my winters, I would leave right after Thanksgiving, and I go down to Florida and go to school down there, and go back and forth and go to Disney World every weekend. So like when I was a kid, I went to Disney World a lot. Because I had a friend, I had a family member that worked there and got some free passes, so I didn't have to pay. And uh, so I used to go to Disney World a lot when I was a kid. I got to be kind of like a Disney slut. Oh yeah, I want that park up in up in me. Yeah, get that Space Mountain all over my face. That's dirty. It's dirty. It sounds fucking awesome. The way the audience can have a life by watching you get out of your mom's basement. It's scary. I'm gonna be all awkward and stuff. I, I gotta admit. I'm a lot more comfortable in my mom's basement here. The mom, live, live from his mom's basement, it's Phil talking Westworld. Okay, so again, let's watch, let's play a little bit more of the Man in Black as we get back into the episode. Sorry for the rant. You cheat the devil. You owe an offering. Yep, I'll be walking down Beacon Street tomorrow at 4.45 p.m. Right by uh, the old uh, Zibbity-Doo and the Zuhaha, if you want to get, if you want to say hi. If, if if it's like a pig pile jump, are you talking about like playing pig pile broke? I'll, I'll do that. Hi, hi everybody. <sighs> uh, Jay, I'd love to go to Universal. We're planning on going down there in a couple of years anyway for like a longer trip since we're only stopping there one day and our friend got us uh, works there and has given us free passes for the day. We were originally going to be doing Universal because we had already done Disney, but someone's given us a free pass. We're like, yeah, we, there's some stuff we didn't see last time. We might as well do it. So, how long has it been? Longer than we thought. So then, let's get me the fuck out of here. Ooh. No, I don't think so. This is so evil. This is so cold-blooded. Why? I'm as fit as I... I know. I'm going to, like, show my map in the trip. So, people will be like, oh, Phil's going to be here. Ha-ha. <laughs> well, we're going to jump him and his dog, Lotus. Ha-ha. <laughs> yes, eh? I'm as... I appreciate that, Nicholas. You're feeling it more. 
aren't you? The engineers call it a cognitive plateau. Your mind is stable for a few hours. I call it a cognitive balls. Starts to fall apart. Was the daughter reveal delivered well? It was delivered a little cliche, D. Uh, but I like how we... This is how I feel about that. I mean, I'll talk about it a little bit more when we get to the end. But to answer your question before it runs past, I I think the way, hey, this is my daughter. You know, the way it ran up was a little, you know, whatever, on the nose. But I like that they didn't draw it out. I don't mind that they did it that way because they gave it to us soon. If it was something that got pushed back a couple of episodes, but no, they didn't waste any time to do that. So it didn't bother me and I didn't really think about it too much. So it, and at the time I was just excited, like, Oh, but I got a little, and that, you know, that cheesy feeling at the end of stuff. And you're like, Hey, yeah, yeah. I got a little bit like that at that moment. I felt that sort of cheesy feeling at the end of the episode. So it was it may, maybe a little bit on the, on the nose, but it wasn't too bad. Every time. Now, first we thought it was your. Mom. It's it's par copper passes, uh, Jay. Rejecting the new. <laughs> Don't get. I'm going to start talking about Disney World like the whole Morgan. stream. It's not a perfect match. It's not a perfect match. Open your mind, Quaid. The rejects itself. I don't know. See, Jenny, I almost see it the other way around. I almost see it as for as uh as the father sacrificing the daughter. I don't know, I've never seen that before. Never seen that before. Uh, to get some sort of stone. Oh, shh. Is it? Can, I miss the days when there was a cutoff point for spoilers. You know, when something was out long enough that you could just say the spoilers out loud because it's like the people haven't seen it. But everyone's so uptight with this spoiler culture that even right now I feel like I want to make a joke about sacrificing your daughter. And you guys probably know the joke I want to make, but I feel like I can't make it. What the fuck is going on with this world? There's got to be a cutoff date. There need, we need to come up with a rule set. All the fucking podcasters and fans and everyone, we all need to get together and have a big discussion, think tank sort of situation to put an official time stamp on spoilers to when it's okay to discuss things and people can shut the fuck up about, oh, hey, spoiler. Like, if you don't watch something by a certain point, you sacrifice the right. <laughs> Guess I think there needs to be a point. Eight six seven five three oh nine. It's it's true, Jay. It's true. We're probably. I think we're going to end up going to more of uh, Epcot just because that was the one we didn't go to. We're probably going to get drunk in the countries. I think that's. I think that's the general plan, because out of all the ones, that's the one we saw the least of. So that's the one that uh, Stephanie wants to see the most. So. I think that's probably I think that's probably the one we're gonna go. If it was up to me, I'd go to Typhoon Lagoon and lay in the Lazy River for eight hours. I, but that's me. That's me. No balls, Phil. How about a month? How about a month? I don't want to live in a world where we can't make the joke. No balls, Phil. How about a month? I think I think a month would be great. I think we should decide that it's about a month. I think after a month, if you haven't seen a movie or a show, then fuck you. It's on you. I just think there needs to be a cutoff point. If there's uh, if there's a holiday, today's Mother's Day. Mother's Day are in June. How strong? How strong is Monkey D Dragon? 
It's very strong. It's super strong. It is mega motherfucking strong. <laughs> I love the I love the live motherfucking chat so much. Okay, we're almost at the end of this episode. Let's continue here and zip on through. We get uh we get the man in black who basically says we brought you back 149 times. Remember any prior? I, I, I. Back, back, back. Attempt. Get to the chopper. Now. No, Jim, this is the 149th time we've brought you back. We're getting closer to working out the kinks, slowly but surely. You're on day 35. You're only now starting to degrade. I feel fucking fine. Check it out. Steadyism. Another year or two, they might crack it. Get a version of you that's viable long term. But the thing is. Fuck you. I want to burn it all down. I want to burn it all down. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, the two chats finally merging. Is, uh, is everyone done? Am I the last one going? Still going? So, again, uh, mainly the same. We get right back down. Uh, Billy's not sure anymore. He thinks he's all, it's time to die. Time to die. I'm beginning to think that this whole enterprise was a mistake. People aren't meant to live forever. Nicholas, I have your, uh, I have your voicemail. I will be playing it at the end. No ethics in your business or family dealings. A veritable shithead. In truth, everyone prefers the memory of you to the man himself. Want me to stay here forever? Ultimately, in all of this, Billy just decides, fuck you. I'm just going to let you suffer there. And he's not going to try to keep doing this anymore. He's going to stop this, stop the testing, stop trying to get the perfection, even though he thinks that maybe they could figure it out within at some point in time in the future. And he says, should we kill him? And nope, I'm going to fucking let him just sit there and die. This is evil. This is evil as shit right here. Might be useful to observe his degradation over the next few days. I love that fucking. Oh, Mel, that means so much. Let's love to Mel. I want to give Mel a hug. I'd probably linger a little bit. Too. Yeah. I'm a little bit of a hug slut. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hugger. <laughs> Hi. Like Danny Tanner and that motherfucker. Just like Bob Saget. 
<laughs> well, I shouldn't say that out loud. You shouldn't say you're like Bob Saget out loud. So then Elsie and Bernard head into a very red room. Someone is trapped inside the room. They head inside and they hear a record player. The room is trash, but we hear the Rolling Stones record again. It's skipping around. It's more creepy. The record skips. And this is one of those things that in generational thing, I feel like I'm glad that records are making a comeback. We got the uh, we get the USB records making a huge comeback and just record players in general. In general, I see a lot more people buying albums and stuff. But there's nothing more creepy than a record player just skipping over and over again and skipping the same part of the song. Bam, bam, bam. It, it was just super creepy. Bernard looks around the room, sees the tech dead, sees the shotgun. He goes around. We see someone else on the exercise bike. She says hello. Then he gets off, heads to the light. It's Mr. Delos, and he is all fucked up. I'm all the way down now. I can see all the way to the bottom. Creepy. Would you like to see what I see? Stay away. Ah! <laughs> it's, it's fucking creepy. And he goes to attack her. Bernard saves her, wrestles her down. Bernard gets the best of the fight. And he looks at him. The two are... God, it's just fucking crazy. And Bernard watches, and Elsie's like, what the fuck? Delos talks some crazy talk, and they shut him back in there, and they just leave him in there, and they get out of there, and they eventually light the firebomb and put him out of his misery. Listen to a little bit of this audio. You aim to cheat the devil. You owe him at least an offering. Save your bullets. The last stream I'll ever do. Put him out of his misery. Put Phil out of his misery. So Bernard says, this is where Bernard kind of gets into and breaks it all down here at the end. Bernard, no, 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 don't record. Don't record. Stop it. Stop it. I think it was both. Elsie asks, was that a host or was that a human? What's going on there? And Bernard says... What do you say, Bernard? I think it was both. Thank you for answering the fucking question. That person was James Delos. I thought he died years ago. He did. So they printed his body. Then they copied his developed mind onto a control unit like our house. By the looks of it, unsuccessfully. But I think they intend to keep trying. And this is where I love this episode. I mean, this episode was really great, okay? Even if they gave us none of these answers, and I've mentioned this over and over again, but I'll say it again. The end of this episode, the way they wrap everything together is just so fucking perfect. Fuck that. They're going to get us all killed so some asshole can live forever? No. I got to get to the Mesa. I'm going to contact the mainland. Fuck Ford and his game. Again, Elsie being awesome. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Putting in the requisite amount of fucks in Westworld. Assholes in their project. Wait. It really is, Tom. It feels awesome. I can't wait to get back to reviewing and recapping a show I love with Joe, too. 
it's it's tough that Joe doesn't like this show. I wish he did because it would be fun to talk about this show with him if he did. But I understand this. This show is everything Joe hates. He hates dream sequences. He hates ambiguity. He hates that kind of crap. He hates it. And so I get why Joe is bored by this show and I get why he's not into it. But I look forward to talk about Better Call Saul as the next one, big one. And Joe and I will actually be on tomorrow, uh, either at noon or at 1030 at night. We haven't decided which one yet to talk about Cobra Kai. And I know I already did a review last week on that, but we're going to be getting Joe's thoughts. And I'll also be talking a little bit about why he hates Westworld and a little bit about some other thoughts. But it'll be great to get Joe back on the on the show because there's nothing like doing a cast with Joe. So uh, great, to ha- great to have all of you guys in the live chat tonight. Thank you for sticking around with me. As always, I know I'm a little long-winded and crazy, so I do appreciate it. I need this. You guys are my therapy for the evening, so I do appreciate it, and I owe you guys all several quarters for uh, therapeutic effectiveness for the evening. So, uh, are you over there? Are you... What's going on? What's going on, Pussycat? What are you doing? Can you guys see him? You can't see him down there. Okay. So uh, Delos talks some crazy shit, and they shut him back off, and they firebomb him. Bernard says, I was a host, and finish this. I think I know why Ford sent me here. Why? Tell me. He had me print a control unit for someone else. Right. Okay, this is what people were asking me about earlier. Another human. Who's the other human? Who? Could it be? I don't know. Could it be the man in black? I need to find out. We'll go together. I can help you. Elsie, the things I did before, I wasn't in control. But since Ford died, that's all changed. You should. I'll have my lawyer pay for it. For the first time, I get to decide who I want to be. And I hope he burns in hell. Give me that chance. See, Tom, I hear what you're saying. You got to be honest with yourself. You hate for it. But th- that's where being counterculture or being punk rock can cost you. For me, it's I don't even give a fuck. I don't mind liking popular shit because fuck them. They're not going to get me. Even if something's popular, doesn't mean I should sacrifice liking it if it's good. You know, it, it's shit can be awesome if it's popular. Shit can be fucking horrible if it's popular. But if it's good, I'm interested in it. That's all that matters to me. Like, I could give a fuck less. It does, you know, it does piss me off, you know, or it does get me in the weird punk rock level. Like, again, that band, you're into the band, and then the ba- and every and no one knows the band, you're into it. You're like, this band's awesome. And then the band puts out one hit, and suddenly everyone knows the band. And you're like, hey, I was into this band the whole time, dude. And I do have that in me. I can't help it. There's that's That's the rock and roller in me that has that a little bit. Phil makes these shows so much better because few people understand why I enjoy these shows. Thank you, Nicholas. And that's why we do what we do here and is to be able to – I used to love hanging out with my friends and just babbling about TV and talking, and we all can't always have the people around us to be able to babble about the shows we want to talk about. So I appreciate being able to have a place for all of us to get together and bullshit about these shows. So thank you so much. One last time, drink because I said thank you. <laughs> Now I'm aware of it and just being an asshole. Me too. I liked bleach and incesticide too, Tom. <laughs> I liked the chili peppers before Under the Bridge too. And Smashing Pumpkins before today. And it pisses me off. 
Fuck it. I always trusted Co more than people anyway. You've got to promise me one thing. No more lies. Awesome. We're going to play the voicemails at the end, but it looks like we have a voicemail from Mel, and I think we also have another voicemail from Nicholas. Can't wait to get to the voicemails. If anyone else wants to get their voice in the chat, in the, in the show, please now is the time. Leave a last-minute voicemail, even if it's saying, Phil, you fucking suck. Love you. Goodbye. You know, whatever. Now's the time. Leave your voicemails. We will play them at the end of the show. Thank you so much. Okay? And you'll never hurt me again. Unless I ask you and we come up with a safe word, because I totally think these two are hooking up. <laughs> Sorry, I watch way too much 90210 in my life. I think the I think I totally think these two are ending up together. Okay. So Ford sent me here, and then Bernard has another flash of taking the red snitch and putting it in his pocket and winning the game of Quidditch. And then we see more drones and tech guys noticing him. He's got blue glasses here. The drones come up, and then the drones grab the humans' necks and choke them. Then we see the dude put on the wheel and killed. We see the drones going crazy and somehow more evil than another than anyone else. We see the eyeballs and all the drones kill themselves after they kill all the humans. The humans are dead. Yeah, that's right. They are dead. The humans are dead. That's right. They are dead. Zero 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 one zero 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 one zero 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 one 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 oh oh one the humans are dead cammy have a very good night thank you so much for all the support and all the pushing of everyone's streams and promoting you're awesome thank you so much so we see all the eyeballs and the drones kill themselves, and then we start to see things from his vision. Then Bernard steps on ahead, and he, she asks, Elsie asks if everything's all right, and he lies and says everything's fine, and he heads off. Then we see the men in black thanking Lawrence, and this is our final clip of the evening. Let's listen to this. He said we need some men. Cousins want to help us on our journey west. Figure they'd follow you anywhere out of gratitude. Let's not get carried away, Lawrence. Most of them won't be coming back. So he has his cousins, and they might not remember. Oh, here we go. Here we go. This is what I want. But I know who you are, William. One good deed doesn't change that. Who said anything about a good deed? You wanted me to play your game. I'm gonna play it to the bone. And you still don't understand the real game we're playing here. You still don't understand the real game. This is, this, I wanted to hear this again, and I agree with you, D, 100%. I think Bernard kills Elsie, too. I think that happens by the end of the season. If you're looking forward, you're looking in the wrong direction. Papa!
And that's the end of our episode as the man in black rides. Sorry, my cat is fucked. I, I totally just uh, took my grabbed my cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go get over there, pussy. There, there you go. <laughs> my again, my 18 year old cat's like, dude, you picked me up. I'm old. Don't do that to me, you fucking asshole. So the men in back rides off looking back as it comes across Lawrence and his cousins as they head off to glory. Great visual here as it's like young guns. He's shot down in the blaze of glory. As they head up, they see the sun and the horses and the sun. They smile back and forth, and that's the end of our episode. Excuse me. Great episode of Westworld. I would say... This is a 10 out of 10 episode of Westworld for me. I love this. No, I don't have many complaints at all. Some of the other episodes had some extra cheesy stuff here and there. I might might have been able to nitpick if I was being completely honest about sections here and there. And I talked about in the last couple of episodes, I liked them. But, you know, they weren't episodes I was giddy about. I would say this is the first episode of Westworld this season that I'm giddy about. I feel like... This answered a lot of questions, or concluded a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of mysteries that were going on in Westworld, and allows us to move forward and constantly create new questions and new answers and new fun. And I can't wait. I'm actually a little bummed that I'm going to be gone for two weeks and not and can't talk about the next two episodes directly afterwards like this with all of you guys. I mean, I'm going to have fun for two weeks. Excited for my trip. But I'm going to miss talking to you guys these next two weeks, and I'm excited to see where the show goes. And it's going to be cool to check back in with you guys after Episode 7 and seeing where things are at and talking about basically the three episodes in that podcast. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very excited about this. I'm not done. Not done quite yet. We got two voicemails. The first one, let's play... This voicemail first from area code three, <laughs> three one seven. I know that, and that's from Nicholas. Let's play Nicholas's message, and then we'll play Mel's message, and then we'll start to call things an evening. So, we all know about the Devos data project, even if we don't know its entire purpose. I mean, we can guess, but. I think my real question is, is the show seems to make it feel like an eth- like against ethical conduct. And yet I don't really see casual observance and DNA collection as an ethical breach of character. Then again, Ford seems to have esoteric reasons for why he opened the park. And personally, I think an operation of that size needs to have funding and observing humans and collecting DNA for sinister reasons seems the best way to do it because 40 grand a night's not paying for this kind of tech. What do you think, Phil? Oh, it's 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 hard. I mean, it's a weird situation. It it all kind of makes sense in a warped way and and it's a weird thing, but I ultimately what I think Ford is doing here is he's trying to control the whole narrative. He's trying to get everything, both sides of it. Be altruistic, be do his own 
theme and his own vibe and what he's trying to achieve, which is this explore exploration of life and i think as time went on in his life he cared more about what bernard's vision of all of this was and getting sentience or getting understanding or payback for, for the humans that busted him and what delos is doing is so nefarious to him I, it's it's just very interesting i can't wait to see where this season goes and what ford's ultimate plan for this situation is and we know we're getting a season three like I've said before, I think we're getting a season five. The whole storyline is going to be so interesting to see how it's all put out. Phil forgot to, forgot to put the technical difficulty screen. Yeah, you know, whatever. It's, it's legal in my state. If I mess up here and there, I don't give a fuck. I more put the technical difficulties thing because of because uh, of ha- force of habit at this point. Does it really matter? Does anyone really care if I'm eating a sandwich? But speaking of wonderful, let's listen to Mel's message now. Awesome call and awesome, awesome uh, stuff from Nicholas tonight. Really do appreciate the calls and uh, the voicemail. Listen to what Mel has to say. Hey, Phil. It's Mel from the chat and from Baltimore. Um, First of all, walking David's outgoing message is super creepy. Um, secondly, just a thought um, about something that you touched on that I really like about this show um, is, like, it keeps you going throughout the season. I mean, there's, um, like, I kind of like to edge <laughs> with my programming and just does a really good job of building up things in the short term and then really paying it off, which I it really does an amazing job. And no, and no, don't apologize for your message. I see you, Mel. You sound awesome and cogent and 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 making a lot better than I do. I'm fucking almost, how many hours? I'm almost three hours in a podcast here. I, I'm not making any sense. Alan, great to see you, Alan. You're fucking amazing. Like, um, that I think we've, in previous seasons of another show, Game of Thrones, that I think a lot of us like, they did that really well, um, and I frankly think it has been lacking a little bit, and this is really sort of making up for it. It's like things build, 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 build. You get a few little tease answers, and it's enough to keep you going, and then they kind of- And I'm going to play the rest of your message, Bell. My question, and this is just an overall question, are shows at an advantage on the way up doing that? Is Game of Thrones to a point where we're at the end game here, so it's hard to keep doing that? It's more... How does it finish now? And a lot of the questions, a lot of the, it's not so much breaking apart what we see from episode to episode. It's more, it's more, it's a different thing now because we're on the back half, whereas Westworld's leading up. So it creates this sense of discovery or sense of newness as, uh, as uh, new is always better sometimes. Really sort of making up for it. It's like things build, 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 build. You get a few little tease answers, and it's enough to keep you going. And then they kind of, like I said earlier in the chat, really perpetuate the mystery, which I like. So anyway, thanks so much for coming out tonight. I think we're all having a really good time. And uh, happy Mother's Day to everyone. And um, have a good night. Thanks, Phil. Bye. Awesome message from Mel. And thank you, Nicholas, as well for his call and his message, too. And if anyone wants to get in one last message, now's probably the time as we're going to start to wrap this up. Analysis didn't pass out after that preview. I do want to talk a few seconds about the preview. I'm not going to be able to review next week's episode right as it airs, but it looks like next week's episode is going to be a cut between Dolores and 
and Maeve in Shogun World. Shogun World looks very interesting. It looks very immersive, which I think what we all want. I think we got, for the most part, all of us Westworld fans, we got a little bit of it in last episode with Raj World and got a little bit of a vibe of immersion. But I think I think what makes the Westworld thing even more interesting is thinking about these extra parks. I mean, Westworld at its core is the foundation of this world. It will always be about Westworld as the central focus, the Western theme, but it's the least Western Western there is, if that makes sense. There are elements of it in some of the visual aspects when we're in some of the action scenes are definitely Western influenced. But I think what will keep this show interesting, and I think other elements could keep it interesting, but I think as we develop in next week's episode, if the majority of the focus is in Shogun World, a lot of the action is focused in samurai uh, sword fighting action which it seems from the previews to hint in that direction and we'll see Dolores stuff too and we'll counterbalance think about next week's episode the possibilities that we're going to get half the episode counter counteracted with Dolores and mental Wyatt gunfighting mental I this third time I said mental in three seconds <laughs> sort of surreal Dolores action mixed with Maeve immersed in a samurai universe with Samurai fights with probably at least one or two really fun sword fights and 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 Maeve's adventure in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. So we're gonna get a really cool episode. It's you don't have shows like this that can counterbalance these two features. And I think as we lead forward, we have six parks as far as we know, maybe seven. I think at least we know we have six. I don't know if there's ever been mentioned a Park 7, but we know that this is Park 6, so there's five other parks in Westworld, so I can't do math. So there's four other parks that we unaccounted for that throughout the series we can explore and learn more that will keep, help keep the series from being stale in one particular situation, whether it be in the human world or in Westworld. And if this series, again, is five seasons long and what their story arc is going to be, and I've said it before, I'll say it again, I think HBO will give them those five seasons. Ratings be damned, I think HBO will give the give Nolan and Joy those five seasons. I think exploring those extra parks is going to be the, the ace in the hole that they have because it it changes things up. It only seems like it is it only four? It seems to have more timelines. It's kind of a board. There's a lot of weird timelines going on. I saw last year, Alan, they spoiled the shit. Thanks for playing my message, Phil. Thanks for calling in, Mel. And thank you to all of you guys for tuning in tonight. Next week, better have some naked Hector or I riot. Seventh world is Pornhub world. So grab the oil, the ketchup packet oil. Everybody, I want to thank you all for joining me tonight. You guys have been amazing. And if you haven't already, if you're listening to the podcast or if you're on the YouTube channel, whatever you're doing, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. If you're listening on iTunes, please give me an iTunes review and a rating. And if you're listening to the YouTube channel, subscribe on iTunes, even if you're not going to listen to it, <laughs> and give me a rating to help push the podcast to even more people. You can check in the description box below how you can help us out if you use my... 
Amazon link to start all your shopping with that link. It helps me a little bit. It doesn't cost you any extra. You just start your shopping with that link. It's like if you order something on Amazon for for a certain amount, I'll get like two cents or something like that. But it definitely helps out. And there's all, a lot of other ways in the description box below if you want to find ways to help us out, whether it be Patreon or any of our affiliate link things. Check that out in the description box below. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. You guys haven't already and you enjoyed the stream. Please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. Thank you to everyone in the live chat. D, Felicia, Mel, Rises, Nicholas, Finesse, Broke Black Man 94, Tom himself, JSM Down. Analysis of Thrones. Thank you so much for that super chat donation. You are fucking amazing. Thank you to all of our super chat donors tonight. It really helps more than you know. I don't talk about it enough. I probably should. I'm only going to talk if you give a super chat donation. <laughs> no, but I really do appreciate it and it helps keep me being able to do this. Finesse. I said, Nicholas, if I repeat you, it's okay. D. Cammy before, earlier, all of the people that popped in, even for a second. Thank you all. I will be back in two weeks. Two weeks. What is it? Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. What am I? What am I? Total recall? to talk about episode 7 but I will be doing some a lot of live streams so make sure you're subscribed I'll be doing some on the go streams Joe and I will be on this week maybe tomorrow talking about some Cobra Kai love all you guys see you soon I miss you two weeks I'm gonna be gone for two We'll not be back next week or the following week. Not after the episode. I'm sorry. Goodbye.